You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Navy blue, periwinkle blue, teal and turquoise too. They're all blue, and so is he, because he's the blue meanies. Navy blue, periwinkle blue, teal and turquoise are blue too. They're all blues, and so is he. Because he's the blue meanie dancing around in his shorts. Look at him go, moving fast. Listen to him on his show. It's the Mind of Meanie podcast. Navy blue, periwinkle blue, teal and turquoise are blue too. He's blue too. So is he because he's the blue meanie. Because he's the blue meanie. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie. Your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE and ECW wrestler, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I'm Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's up, man? So we're about to start recording, and I get, I'm like, yeah, let me shut down my phone, right? And I get like a spam text, and it's like, tell me to shrink my belly. I was like, how the fuck did they know? What? I'm like, nah, like... I've been getting so many junk fucking texts lately. It's ah. just like, hey, vote for this guy. Hey, vote for that guy. And I just got to say, K Advance will shrink belly overnight. I'm like, how'd you know I was fat? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. I got, a, uh, I got one the other, the other week that um, was like, hey, Marianne, uh, which is actually my mother-in-law's name. So uh. I'm like, so I'm wondering sometimes if they just like will send out like a random thing and and they're just like hey you know what we got to hit a marianne eventually or if they like somehow look something up that i mean i don't know what type of what kind of a record is there of what your mother-in-law's name is like i feel like that's not out this is me mrs meanie's mom got a text saying hello tracy and she's like what you know what i i got one saying hello eileen which is (laughs) My mom's. As long as it didn't yeah. say "come on, Eileen." Yeah, it's like "come on, Eileen." Uh, but no, that's my mom's name. Now everybody knows my mom and mother-in-law's names. Uh, those are not ever used in my passwords. So if you're getting excited right now, um, right? But uh, no, I got one from her, and the only thing I could think of was I have the same phone number that we had when I first got a cell phone in high school. We did, it was like the family plan where like we all had the same. Uh, 
last four digits, but different first three digits of, of the cell phone number. Right. And I still have the same number that I always had. Um, so I don't, was it maybe like on my mom's, under my mom's name once upon a time? They felt like, um, <laughs> I mean, because if my mom's paying my phone bill, uh, it's that's news to me. And uh, my, cell phone, my cell phone company has been getting, uh, they've been double dipping if that's the case. So, um, but, uh, but no, I mean, the moral of the story is mom, if you're listening and you want to pick up my cell phone bill, that's fine. Um, have at it. But uh, yeah, so what's up, man? How's everything aside from uh, from robots taunting your uh, your your That's weight? Fuck, uh, man. What else is going on, dude? I have a lot of fun with those vote for so and so fucking things. I'm like, man, I, I'd love to, but I'm taking a shit right now. <laughs> so uh, I'll get Barry back to you. And they never reply. I don't no. know why. I just right back. Be like, hey, I'm a Nixon guy. No, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I just want to reply. The thing has been done, and there's blood. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna get a bang on your door, and you're gonna be like, "Oh!" And that's how you're gonna know that somebody's, uh, someone's listening at all times. Speaking of listening at all times to your phone, uh, have right. you gotten any? Like, I know everybody gets this. Like, I have literally had, and and I'm saying literally in the actual sense of literally, like this literally <laughs> has happened to me. You know, some people would be like, right. I, I. I literally was, and then they say something that they absolutely were not literally. Well, at least you're not saying literally. Yeah, you're literally. 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 People want to say Rob to go, I'm literally yeah. whatever they are right now. Like, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut No, you. no, that's fine. Um, I, uh, no, all I was going to say was that I've gotten, there have been times where I've like, I've thought of something, and then I get a Facebook ad for it the next oh, yeah. day. But I'm like, there was one time I was talking to my wife about something, something popped up. There's another time where I was like Googling something and then something popped up. And I look at those, and I'm like, that's kind of creepy, but we all kind of get what that is. Like clearly I was, you know, the one that was talking to my wife, I'm like, that's weird. Um, right. But then there was one, I don't remember what it was, but I was thinking about it. Like I, it had just, oh, you know what it was? I was thinking about different <laughs> um, like equipment and different uh, uh, furniture because I'm going to be building kind of like a, a new office slash studio in my basement in the next few months. So, because as we talked about earlier, it is hot as all hell up here. Um, right. And, uh, and I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if there's like, like what type of furniture, um, like if they have like special like podcasting desks and, and things like that. And, and you just thought it. Thought it. Swear to God, I just thought it. And then I went on Facebook the next day and it was some company I had never heard of that like specializes in it. So it wasn't even like a coincidence that it was like Home Depot because, hey, maybe I'd been on Home Depot and they happened to sell like a desk. I'm look, is there a chance that maybe I said it out loud? Maybe I, I even Googled this once upon a time and don't remember. Yeah, I guess there's always a chance. Right. But dude, I looked at it, I was like, I want to throw this phone away. I just want to get rid of this. I want to cut all power from my house. Like, Shout out shout out to my boy, uh, Donnie, because uh, before the apocalypse, uh, every Friday, like me and Mrs. Me would go over by my boy Donnie's house and, and his wife, Bev, and we'd just get drunk and watch YouTube clips. But we were, were having a discussion of phones listening to you. Mm -hmm. So every now and then, he would just pick up his phone and randomly go, Lupus. I have lupus. Just to see <laughs> if, like, an ad for lupus medication or mm -hmm. treatments would come up. Just to test the theory of... Did it ever happen? I, I was drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll defer back to that. I know uh, he listens while he's uh, in quarantine, so uh, I'll, I'll defer back. But yeah, like you said, man, that's bizarre. Yeah, just a thought. And thank God I got virus protection for thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, because... some and you too can have virus protection if you wear a mask. Yeah. That's that's, a, that's the mask PSA. We're not going to go into a whole thing again this week. No, but yeah, wear your fucking, fucking masks. wear it, will you? Um, fucking assholes. Pieces of shit. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I got to share the story though. It's, it's I swear to God, uh, we were running out for our rations, mm-hmm. and uh, the one store we go into, they check your temperature, like uh, a lot of stores do now. Sure. And the guy ahead of me goes, "How do I know you're not putting a microchip in my head?" And we all just stood there and waited for him to go, ha, ha, just kidding. Nope. Nope. Wow. Just, uh, how do I know you're not putting a microchip in my head? Like, deadpan, serious. I I was looking around for, you know, uh, Borat. You, you just tell him to be like, well, his- we already inserted one into your shoulder when you first came in, uh, when you yeah. came around the corner, <laughs> so there's no reason for us to have to put this into your head. There's um, such craziness out there, man. Yeah, it's there's, crazy. I mean... There I don't want to cons- get on a rant. There are conspiracy you know, theories, yeah, and then there are conspiracy yeah. theories. Um, yeah. Besides yeah. Hey, my tinfoil hat, I'll interfere with the mic. So Hey, here's a, here's a fun thing that pops in my head. Every time you talk about your friend Donnie. Um, yeah, I love so, Donnie. So me and my friends, um, we had this thing called, it was giving someone a Donnie. And <laughs> I, I hate it. so much. I hate, what's that? That could mean so much. Well, I'll explain what it actually means. So, um okay. My, my friend Biz used to work at uh, Asplund Tree Company. Excuse and, me? Uh, where? Yeah. God bless where you. Where do you work? What? No, where uh, do you work? Uh, uh, well, we used to call it Asplund Tree Company. Um, okay. That's what I thought yep, you said. Asplund. Or however the... I don't know how it's said. Is that how it's said? I heard Asplund. Well, we used to always say he worked at Asplund Tree Company. Um, maybe it was like a... And the way they a, treated him, he definitely was getting a good ass plunging. Um, maybe, maybe he said it as a secondary instinct or something. I don't know. So uh, he worked in payroll there, and there was a, a gentleman that worked there uh, named Donald Titsworth. <laughs> and uh, so... You're, anyone who, who is familiar with the web series that I did, which is probably, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure maybe one or two people are listening who are familiar with it. But the web yeah. series we did, there was a character that my dad actually played. Um, he, uh, which, I mean, I don't know how I convinced him to do it, but he played uh, Theodore Titsworth, which was based off, of, the name was based off of this Donnie Titsworth. Um, so we had this thing where we would just kind of go around and and occasionally give each other like a little like uh i'm trying how can you describe this like a a, a bruiser brody bruiser brody the, uh, yeah the bruiser brody hand kind of poking you right here right right uh beneath the pectoral muscle um under your uh mantis yeah your, your titsworths if you will yeah, yeah. so we started referring to it, giving the old donnie and it was like you know we kind of <laughs> do there you, you have like a one guy's over here you do the crossover donnie uh you could pop out from behind somewhere surprise donnie they're all different things we would do and right. except for my my buddy matt mangle who always like if if there's a way to do a, a working donnie that man did a stiff donnie <laughs> was, that man would go and and like cave your your rib cage in um with those so we eventually abolished the donnies um but every accidents what's that 
Too many accidents. Yeah, but every just bruises. Uh, but every time ma- it was a it was a mangle. It was literally a mangle titsworth. A mangle. <laughs> Man, you really fucking mangled that titsworth. Thanks, Seriously. Dick. Um, Thanks, pal. Yeah. So it was uh, it was brutal, but um, yeah. So every Fair. time you say Donnie, that and we haven't done those in a good you know decade and a half, but uh, this was like college age stuff. Um, but uh, man, we I remember we took like a, a trip as like a group of friends, and then it was like it was like international Donnie. Uh, <laughs> got like can't and Donnie, just, you, you can't Donnie across state lines, pal. I know it's terrible, but they, well, I mean, fuck? we took a what cruise one time. There's no no rules, international waters. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, man. so every time I, you mention your friend Donnie. I think about that, and I thought, you know what? That could be a fun story to tell. But, uh, yeah, Donald Titsworth. And then there was Teddy Bearbutt was another guy that worked there. Is that his real name? He, a court, uh, I'm on, court I, papers. I, I want to say that, yes, it is. I'm pretty sure he showed us actual, like, documentation of their names. It was like, the, well, it was Theodore Bearbutt. So, but that's, you know, Teddy Bearbutt. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so... Uh, me and my cousin, uh, my, I had a cousin who lived with me for a little bit, and you just reminded me of a game we used to play. And uh, we shared a bedroom. And uh, do you ever see those things? They're called water snakes. They're like these little things that are filled with water, and you try to hold it, and it just shoots out of your hand. They yeah. used to sell them on a boardwalk in Atlantic City all mm-hmm. the time. I grew up in Atlantic City. We'd just buy one or whatever. And we would turn <laughs> This is stupid. I don't even know how it started, but um, I would lay in my bed. He would lay in his bed. We turn out the light, and you do the Kareem Abdul Jabbar <laughs> hook shot in the dark, <laughs> and you hear him go, "Ow!" And you go, "Where'd I doink you?" <laughs> oh, you got me right in the face. Ah! Uh, and then oh, like man. he would hook shot it over to me, and I'd be like, "Ow!" <laughs> and he'd be like, "Where'd I doink you?" Ah, oh, you got me right in the nuts. Oh, oh. shit! And, and we're that was our entertainment. <laughs> All right, so we got I doink you with so a, we got two shirts now, two shirt ideas. One's the uh, "Where'd I doink you?" Yeah, and, and this is it, before doink the clan. I know, so, but uh, but I'm definitely he hated seeing wrestling. So yeah, uh, "Where'd I doink you?" And then what about a shirt with just uh, bullseyes on either side here, and then it can just say Donnie, <laughs> <laughs> and I can make money off of the pain that I suffered. Um, uh, well, there was no like doctor visit from a Donnie, was there? Make up for some uh, medical costs? No, the no. Donnie Medical Fund. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I remember. No, there was a guy Donnie. He used to always offer for me to uh, turn my head and cough, but he was just completely unrelated <laughs> to any medical. Uh... Oh, wait a minute. Where were we? Uh... Uh, yeah. yeah. So... There we go. <laughs> Sad Trump. <laughs> Hold on. I, I put in some new sounds. Yeah? I know. Here's another fucking 45 minutes, folks. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, I got some, and I rearranged them, but I'm trying to get... Hold on. I got this one. Tell me if you can hear it. We were trying to play this game before, but we had mic issues, but uh, tell me if you can hear this. Yeah. That's that. I got this, which you just played. Yeah. And plus, this is me trying to figure out where the fuck I put shit. Hold on. Well, here, if you go. What was that? The oh, answer's wrong, you know. Nice. Got a good buzzer in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you go into your thing on your Roadcaster Pro, 
Um, you can pack a lunch, folks. Here we go. You can go on the top right on the main screen where you have our counter going for the record. There's like right. a uh, the musical note. You press the musical note and it brings you and it says everything. For people like you and I who have these cool little uh, sheets that the Roadcaster Pro came with to tell us ah. where we can write down what's on each button, and I have not. So done we that learned yet. something new. You just taught me something new. Yeah. Uh, cool. You're welcome. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> it's different shit, man. Huh? Uh, in case, you know, uh, you know, cause I like to fucking tell long stories and w once I get back to the fucking point. Nice. You know, I so. like that. We're gonna have to do that. So back um. in 96, <laughs> I got it. Uh, speaking of buddies, I got another buddy, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, dude, we Sebastian. Gotta, we, dude, we gotta get him on the show eventually. Um, but we, me and him talk. And we'll, we'll see something out in the wild, and we'll go, man, if this was 96. Yeah. And, and nothing else needs to be said, <laughs> because we know how it would be back in 96. Uh, now, is this like a, if this was 96, then what? Like, like what, what is the implied? Is it like, oh, man, that would be huge in 96, but today it's not? Uh, oh, man, in 96, we would have been allowed to make fun of that, but today it's frowned upon. 96, if this was 96, we'd be in jail. So it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> shout out to my, my buddy, Sebastian is awesome. Uh, he's, he, dude, I met him before I was the blue mean. He's showing up the ECW, ECW arena shows with, uh, rave and all that stuff. Long hair, loved the party, had a drink, you know, would drink. And like, uh, like one time we're going to, uh, he, it was one time it was me, Raven, Sebastian, Joel Gertner. And his then wife uh, Amber, and we're driving to Boston. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, let's get some uh, beers for the road." And you know, Raven gets a little six pack, and then uh, Sebastian walks up to the counter to pay. He's got two, <laughs> two cases, <laughs> and uh, Raven goes, "Hey, man, what's up?" He's like, "Well, it's a long ride." <laughs> and Raven said, "I think you have a drinking problem." <laughs> <laughs> So at the time, if back in '96, if Raven said you had yeah. a drinking problem, you had a fucking drink. But shout out to Sebastian; he uh, found out he was going to be a father, and that the day he found out he was going to be a father, he drank his last beer and hasn't had a sip of beer since. Wow, good for him, man. Yeah, he because he, he knew, I knew he. Like I said, we gotta get him on here for for some yeah. stories, or you know, maybe well, put we'll put on a voice distorter or something. Yeah, I don't know. We, yeah, we'll just go. This is Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, Hi, his, guys. his voice is to, yeah. It's gonna sound like fucking nails in a promo. Yeah. Um, do you remember those? Boss man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Sebastian. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, he 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 kicked his uh, drinking habit. Yeah, man. Uh, cold and, uh, turkey, he, really. He's like, Ah, he's a good dude, man. He, uh, there's a few, like I try, try to tell people, you know, get in any business, keep, and I, I heard Terry Funk say this and it, it just stayed true. Keep your circle small, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and he's, he's, I got a very, and my circle unfortunately just got smaller recently, um, with the whole fucking pandemic and people being fucking cranky. 
So, um, yeah, he's in my small circle of friends, man. He knows shit about. He knew me before as Demini. He knows. He knows Brian mm-hmm. deep down inside, and uh, him and his wife, uh, you know, have always been there for me. And uh, shout out to you know, and Donnie as well. You know, uh, I got you know Donnie's in my circle. Sebastian's in my circle, and uh, fuck, I don't know where I don't know where me and this me would would be without them. So. Shout out to those guys. You know, you, you always got to recognize the true friends and shit like that. You yeah. Know? I have a lot of friends. Look, I have a lot of friends. I should probably mention Matt Mangle is one of those true friends for me now that I just basically publicly shit on his uh, stiff Donnies. Um, <laughs> he fucking yeah. crowbarred you. But I, get, but I get that in the sense that, I mean, like you've met, you know, Calvin and, and, uh, and of course, I mean, yeah. my brother is my brother, but he's also in that, that group and, uh, and our buddy mm. Biz who introduced us to the Titsworth to begin with. Um, that was, you know, I've, and then some other people, I'm not going to just go name all my friends. So if you're listening to this and you get upset, I apologize. If you're not listening to this and you didn't get upset, that's how I'm going to know you didn't listen because you didn't get upset. Uh, but no, we've got, you know, that's the thing. Those are the guys that through every step, that I've done things, you know, if I needed someone to help out at these shows, if I needed, um, you know, just people with any of the stuff that I've done before, uh, you've got those friends that are, that are there for, you know, like they said, good times, bad times, you know, you, you, you gotta have that, that small circle of friends and worse times. Cause I've mm-hmm. had plenty of those too. So, uh, there's few people where I just, Hey man, give me a call and, uh, they'll talk me off the ledge. Not yeah. that I'm on a, a virtual ledge, but now that man. seems dangerous. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, unless you're doing a mean assault, yeah. <laughs> Especially with construction now, it's very chintzy. You know? They don't make them <laughs> like they did back in the day. But uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Good people, good people, good people, good people. Um, hey, so a couple of things that were popping in my head while we were talking. Even though this is the mind of the meanie. Um, I'll fill, I'll say it to you, then it's in your mind, and then it counts. Um, right, ricochet. But, uh, hey, Emma, yeah, ricochet. Uh, did you watch his thing on the network? I need to. I love Ricochet. It's pretty cool. I, I always love those when you, you're talking about like people like knowing like the real you. Um, mm-hmm. I always love those things where you kind of get like a peek into the person because sometimes there's like a character that's not being presented in the way you want. And when you kind of see them as the real person, it really makes you enjoy them more. Um, right. I think those are those are kind of cool. But uh, no, I was gonna say uh, shout out to you know we're on the MLW network. Um, yes, you had, you had mentioned Raven. He's also on the MLW radio network. Uh, MLW tweeted out a new video, uh, tagging and promoting and, and has our audio and our logo, uh, promoting the mind of the meanie. Uh, and it only took how many times of, of my, uh, <laughs> basically just, uh, Hey guys. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm here sending memes of, like, what about us? Um, I couldn't find a what about me Raven one. I thought that would have been appropriate, but. Right. Um, yeah, but no, we really appreciate that. We're on there, and uh, that gets us out in front of more people. Um, we hope that, Dude, you know, you're joining it, us for the first time for the 16th time. Is this episode 16? Yeah, that M.A. Yeah. Ask Me Anything episode uh, kind of threw off my uh, I know, I don't know what <laughs> order in my head i'm gonna look i'm gonna uh, look it up now and see uh see where we are but um yeah but shout out to ml while you do that shout out to uh mlw for including us in that that new uh package um we're in good company you know uh raven conan 
you know, we got Mikey uh, with the front row. Uh, the guys have front row material. Freelander. Freeland. Why am I saying Freeland? Oh, I'm thinking of Judah Freelander. Uh, for, <laughs> another good guy. Uh, Freeland, you know, Mikey, Jerry Lynn. Uh, so many uh, good people in our company. Uh, we've been talking to the uh, front row material guys. Yeah, maybe uh, do something kind I'm of a fun. Big, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of like when shows cross over. Uh, when I was a kid, there used to be two shows. Uh, one was called Adam 12, and the other show was called Emergency Before You Were Born. You know, maybe I was 20. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taking a shot at myself. Right. Yep. Uh, hey, I, don't even, I don't even have to do anything anymore. I just sit back yeah. here and let you uh, self-deprecate. It's better than I said. Deprecate, not deprecate. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking pervert! Oh, what man? Oh. Um, I'm gonna uh, self-defecate. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you know, yeah. No, you're a big fan of the, yeah. Those shows that are kind of like a there's a show Adam over. Twelve and show called Emergency. Uh, Adam Twelve was the police. Emergency was the firefighters, and they would always do like a special crossover show where there'd be this big catastrophe, and mm-hmm. you know, and then they have a crossover, and they do it now with like all those Chicago Hope, yeah. Chicago Fire, Chicago <laughs> what the it's fuck? Not Chicago shows. Hope. Chicago Hope's been off the air for like twenty five years. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's what what's up with Chicago's Chicago? Got photos on somebody at NBC. Chicago PD. Well, it's all Dick Wolf. They're like. Know about Dick Wolf? I mean, when I was a kid, on his test paper, they have to put uh, Wolf Dick. I don't know, but uh, anyway, that's how he, he got owns over. all those shows. So he's well, he does all those, yeah. And it's so they and they also they had Chicago. I watch those uh, mainly because I'll watch anything Colt Cabana's in. Um, yes, but, uh, he was. He was actually he was in one of those crossover shows. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the crossover events. Um, I remember I told him at uh, when I saw him at the last Starcast. Um, and I said to him, I was like, dude, you know, everything that I do, like in wrestling, my wife thinks it's like kind of neat. Like, oh, I met this guy, I met that guy, whatever. I said, when you showed up on the Chicago PD or Chicago Fire, whatever it was, I was like, See? Oh, hey, it's Cole Cabana. She w- then it was like all of a sudden what I do is cool. Right. For that one moment, the fact that I interact with these people is, is really cool. But uh, the, the point I'm getting to is uh, we've talked, uh, I was pitched the idea to the, uh, uh, front row material guys. Sorry, too many headshots. And um, you know, we might do, actually do like a crossover with them, yeah. Just to uh, have some fun, you know. Uh, we're all we're in the MLW family, but we're also in the ECW family. So uh, you know, we can we'll figure the the, the logistics out, so yeah. to speak. Uh, you 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 and Freeland are the uh, the uh, ring ringmasters. So. Yeah. You uh, heard these kittens, so uh, just uh, you guys figure it out, and we'll uh, do the jibber jabber. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll come up with something because I think that would be uh, I, what whatever the the word is for an awesome clusterfuck. I feel like it's basically <laughs> what, what that episode's going to be. Oh, that would be all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. You, but don't you think so? I mean, you have what would you have, five of us on there just. Oh, dude, we'd have. I don't know if we have to go over to fucking Zoom and do this one. Or yeah, something I think like we'd, that. Ha- we'd have Just, to do something like that. But uh, but no, it, it would definitely be fun. Um, you know, especially you know, 
now that we uh, you know reached our goal on fucking YouTube, it be it could be like a and, and then some. We're over six hundred now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, thank you to everyone who uh, subscribed to our YouTube page. Our goal was five hundred, but now we're up to like six something. Yeah, it's an amazing thing when you're at like. 400 you're just like oh god i do anything just to get to 500 let's just get to 500 it's Come like, on. oh it's so far it's so it's, close yeah you're putting your hand out the second you hit, and the second you hit 500 you're like yes we did it then it says like 503 and all of a sudden you're like oh it's only 503 like <laughs> you know you're like you look at yourself you're like what do you want what do you what do you yeah. you know nothing's good enough but uh no but it's it's we're blown away by that and uh one of the things we're all over the place today but one of the things that uh that I think led to a lot of those people uh, checking it out was Mini Tunes. If we yeah. can just do another plug for Mini Tunes, we are uh, the last time I checked, which was already I can tell you on Twitter, we're already I think three thousand more than the last time I ran the numbers on it. Um, we were just at about sixty thousand views of Mini Tunes episode. Uh, across all the platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, dude, <laughs> that, I, that's, that's an so insane surreal, number. so surreal, dude. It's so surreal. And uh, like I said last week, sometimes uh, you can feel a momentum when mm -hmm. it's happening. Like, yeah. And like things start picking up and then me and you, like, me and you were texting each other like updates on this and that and other thing, and we're like, "Oh my god, how about this?" And, uh, it's like in the in the last you know couple of weeks, it's just like I, f I felt like a momentum, like mm -hmm. a positive one, you know, going forward. And uh, thank you to the fans and thank you to everybody who ret retweeted. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great retweets on that, you know, uh, you know, from everybody and all you know all walks. Yeah, we. You know, I mean, it, it's. You know. It's really cool anytime um, anybody retweets the stuff, but definitely, mm -hmm. you know, you have your kind of like, I know I had my little bit of a, a, a geek out moment when uh, uh, Ken Jong, uh, uh, Dr. Ken, Dr. Ken. Yeah. Uh, love community. Him. What's that? Uh, well, he, well, everybody knows him from the hangover, but he's from community uh, and the show community as well. Yeah. Dr. I was Ken. a huge community fan, huge hangover fan. Uh, yeah, and doc, Dr. Ken's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, a lot of people don't know he's a, he's from North Carolina, and he uh, grew up on the Crockett's. So, yeah, I just you know, was when he retweeted, I was like, "That's so cool!" And and of <laughs> course, and I don't, I don't, you know, look any any retweet from anybody, even if you have three followers on Twitter, we really appreciate. That's that's we genuinely really appreciate uh, all the support from anyone uh, from a from a fan standpoint of myself. That's a really cool thing to have, you know, your fingerprints on something that, uh, that really, all of these people that you're such a big fan of their work, um, are a fan of that. And really, I mean, I, it's been so cool to be able to just continuously send these over to my brother, and like any time I'll take like a screenshot and send it to him of like someone who retweeted, and he's, I know he's like, he was just so happy that he was able to to do something for us and help out and and, um. When he started seeing these people retweeting it, and more than just the retweets, but the comments that everybody just loves them, yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. just enjoying it so much. Uh, Velvet Sky just uh, 
she like had like multiple comments and retweets about how you know how much she was enjoying it and just really cool. Uh, I know he feels good about that. I feel good about that. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain you feel good about that. Um, uh, Bully Ray uh, loved it. Uh, yeah. A lot of people just uh, you know retweeted. It. He's like you know I I, re- I, I post that and the uh, the common you know you you tell your brother this. A lot of people are like, dude, who did your cartoon? Yeah, you know. And uh, it's, it's cool to say, like, how, like, in-house and how personal, you know, the making of that cartoon was, you yeah. know, between the three of us. And you, you would send me, like, little snippets, and we're just, like, giggling to her, like, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the, the feedback. And, like, people from other walks, like uh, my buddy E-Rock from uh, Fourth and John, mm-hmm. the Eagles uh, podcast, was like, dude, who did your cartoon? I, you know. My friend Scott from uh, the Life Cycle Band, he's like, dude, who did you, you know, a musician, who did your cartoon? Like, all these other people not wrestling are like, yeah. man, that cartoon was fun. So, and uh, all thanks to you and your brother, man. Hey, uh, you know what? You, you told got, the you story. Got, hold on. Hold on, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. hold on. I'm trying to put you over, kid. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, you, you guys had this vision. You made it come true. And I was like, oh, you know. If you could do it, that'd be cool. And then when it came, once it came out, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know that that was so cool, and uh, blown away. And um, now the pressure is for uh, another one. Yeah, yes. all I'll say is, um, so, somebody was like, "There needs to be." I think it was maybe Nyla Rose or something was like, "There needs to be more." And uh, and I made some sort of comment of like, you know, there will be or something. My brother sends me a text. He's just like, he's like, "All right, let's calm, let's calm that." He's like, "There will be, but let's." Let's not start promising things when we haven't even begun, you know, look, working on it. Look, look, pal, calm your Donnies down. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> um, so he, but no, uh, we. I will say this, just as a heads up for people, um, we are in the. I just got a list together, and I'm working on finding like reference images of eleven new characters. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Just, just throwing that out there. We, we've got some stuff in mind. Uh, Somewhere if, Fred was going, shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's, he's saying to himself? He's like, how much of this is going to be just in-studio shots of you and Meanie? Because he already has those characters, and those are rigged up, and those are good to go. And, you know, so I, I, I think he'd probably be hoping for that. Um, there's at least one callback, you know, one character we could use from uh, – the yeah. uh, the last one yeah one you know, one guy's being uh, being reused and of course Meanie always yeah. both both versions of the Meanie are always there and then there's me just laughing just laughing yeah. along um, but no we we thank you to everybody who's been retweeting uh, and sharing this and uh, and just enjoying it um, we had a lot of fun watching this uh, get put together and uh, we're excited to do more. Um, no idea when that's going to happen, but we are actively working on it. This it does not happen overnight. It's not a little program, you know, where my brother just right. types in something, you know, make, make the meanie turn his head. Doesn't work that way. So you know, it takes some time. But it's not like South Park where they have like all these pre-made characters. Yeah. Go, right. Okay. Mouth number three. Yeah. So it, it it takes. Uh, I feel like the South Park crew is slightly larger than the crew that we have on Mini Tunes, but yeah, but yeah, but uh, but no, man. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, no, it's uh, dude, it's been a blast. I mean, like, it's it's twenty twenty, and like, is it? I know, but like, <laughs> it's like, 
who would think I would have like a cartoon and stuff like that? You know, there's like yeah. different bucket list things and stuff like that. So I've been very fortunate and just to have a cartoon is fucking so much fun. And yeah, uh, it's, it you know, really I show it to cool. my friends who are who really aren't even wrestling fans, and they're like, oh, "That was great," you know, and they're laughing yeah. along too, you know. I, I, of, you know, I have other families. Farts a turd on, stuff like that. So, you know, and credit to you for, I mean, you put the audio together. You you go through and, and fish through the clips. Mm-hmm. I just wish we had this audio for that, but, right? You know. Well, yeah. hey, we will for for whatever comes next. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. no, and then you know, the, my brother just with those like cutscenes. Those were, you know, my my favorite part because they caught me by surprise when he sent, you know, he sent us this this uh, video of it, the the finished, you know, his finished like draft one copy, and he's like, okay, give me some feedback, and we had like no like, I, I think my one thing was like us uh, like, can we change the font on like the the graphics at the end to match the logo like that was it like he and he was just like oh man i thought you guys were gonna have like notes after notes after notes and you and i were just like dude this is awesome we just you know, right um right. we didn't even show you the intro or outro until it went live right i didn't but, even know yeah that, that was just we were like and that was it. like i know he wanted to keep me out of it as mo as obviously there was a lot that i had to you know uh, talk with him about, but he wanted to keep me and you out of it as much as we could, as much as he could, so that we were surprised. Like when he finally could show us like the finished product, and uh, yeah, man, it was. We're, we're obviously big fans of our own cartoon, uh, but it's really cool. Oh, and if absolutely. you're a fan, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash mind of the meanie and pick up a meanie tune shirt. It comes in two different colors. Dude, I am all about that shirt. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of cool shirts. I mean, and this isn't an early plug or anything. But, uh, uh, you know what? It just became one. Uh, well, the- there we go. Let's talk about it. We're talking about it. Why not? Why not get this out of the way? We're live, pal. Um, yeah, tell talk. Keep keep going. Seriously, uh, dude. Uh, I mean, we started this podcast, and like you, you, you've been gung ho about getting the show as many t-shirts as possible. <laughs> And it's like it's it's awesome, um, and like because you got a good ear for this stuff. Because like I will we'll say something, and you'll just I'll see over there jotting something down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here comes a fucking shirt, and not in a bad way. It's a good fucking. Uh, but uh, dude, seriously, go to pro wrestling slash mind and meanie. Get some of the, uh, the, the 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 show inside show references stuff like that. Uh, you know the meanie tunes. Amazing, uh, dude! The, the, for Fourth of July, I did uh, your your cartoon of me of We Want Blue, me as Uncle Sam. I am actually wearing. I don't know if you can see through my microphone here. Yeah, I'm oh, wearing I the see. shirt right now, dude. I uh, I, I just got I'm it from Pressing Tees. I love it. I'm not even going to ask for them to send me one. I'm going to go out and pay full price for that fucking shirt. Yeah, that and the Meanie Tunes because it's so cool. And I got you know when I made that. That you're the, the We Want Blue shirt, my mm-hmm. thing for Fourth of July. People are like, man, the artwork's amazing. I said, like, well, here, here's the link to the shirt and stuff like that. So yeah, man, if you if you like what we do and you want to help us keep the uh, the quality of the show up, uh, everything you buy from forusandpeace.com/slash mini goes directly back into the show. We keep everything in the kitty. 
hey, we need a new microphone. Okay, let's order one. Like right now, uh, last week, uh, I got a new laptop, so it didn't have a uh, Ethernet input. We went into the Mind of the Meanie Fund and got me one. So thanks to you fans for buying our shirts because of your love and support for the show. We were able to upgrade our, our audio, upgrade the show, and keep things going and stuff like that. So, uh, and also just show you know that you know, we're your favorite podcast, uh, well, or, or one of your favorite podcasts. Now nah, we'll go with that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we're the favorites. But uh, no, seriously, go to prosandtees dot com slash mind and mini and uh, help support our show, and uh, so we can keep making it for you. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about some of the shirts that we have over there. Um, just check it out. There's, it's getting to the point where there's more than we can <laughs> we can even name in a in a in a promo. But there are some uh, all the way back to the the Hal Haney uh, logo T-shirt, um, which in the beginning when we put that up, we're like, oh, we got a T-shirt, we're good, and now it's just like exploded. Um, oh my god! But yeah, no, it, we have so many great things. Baby in a beanbag chair is still one of my favorites. Um, I just picked up the. Uh, I got this one and the uh, the we want blue. Up, oh, sip. Oh, here we go. A sip. Of, I'm I'm having a sip of coffee to the apocalypse right here. We have so the sip right of coffee. The ad, so buy the shirt. Sip of coffee for the apocalypse. Uh, I also just picked up the that should be a shirt shirt within a shirt. Um, and that's a fun one too. Uh, so yeah, go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash mind of the meanie. But you can also go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash blue meanie. For Blue Meanie centric and BWO themed shirts, Meanie, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, of course, if you know, you're, obviously, you're listening. If you listen to this podcast, you like ECW. So, if you want to get one of the uh, highest selling T-shirts in ECW history, go to ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/BlueMeanie and get yourself the original BWO shirt. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more hardcore, I got the BWO shirt with a barbed wire border, which. Uh, it's a little tribute to uh, when Hulk Hogan had the NWO shirt and the barbed wire border and stuff like that. I met, back in the day, I had a couple made for us, you know, just to wear. And I was like, you know what? I'll bring that back and put it up on Pro Wrestling Tees for the fans to, to do. And that, that's become a pretty good seller. Uh, also, if, uh, you know, there's so many different shirts. There's, uh, you know, the Hal Haney Meanie Split Face shirt, which mm-hmm. I love. It's a uh, half me as BWO, half me as Job Squad. Uh, you know, so many good Hal Haney uh, portraits and stuff like that. Uh, Mrs. Meanie has some shirts on there. She did the uh, tribute to uh, Mama Meanie with, uh, you know, the Hello Meanie shirt and the Hello Kitty style of shirts. So, uh, you know, go over there, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie, uh, and, uh, and get some shirts. Uh, you know, and, you know, I got to say thank you again to the fans who have been shopping at prowrestlingtees.com slash blue meanie because you know i know times are tight right now with the apocalypse and when uh when i get go to uh, the site and see you know what's moving what's not moving I'm, I'm just really floored uh you know right now the big seller right now is the uh blue meanie micro brawler uh, you know yeah. there's like so many people buying those and uh man it's very flattering like i said it's 2020 i got a, a micro brawler you know we got a cartoon all this good stuff and you know and this more for, stuff uh, to come man we're, we're, yeah. we're every day we're working on new crazy ideas of uh, things that we can bring to you guys and uh, yeah some 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 fun things ahead yes uh, and then you know uh, we were just pitching ideas before the uh, we came on the air so hopefully those come to fruition too but I got I plenty of ideas for uh, blue mini 
uh, Pressland Tees page. Uh, but also, there's a you know a couple you know months ago, I took over the uh, offices of Collar and Elbow. CollarandElbowBrand.com. You can go to Collar and Elbow. They are the wrestling brand, and they've got amazing shirts. And yes, Meanie, you did take over. Uh, BWO just went in there, and uh, we've got a, a the the best one by far. One of the coolest shirts on all of Collar and Elbow is that Collar and Elbow with the mirrored uh, BWO taking over part of the elbow. Uh, you can probably describe that better than I just did, but it's a well, great... Well, yeah, that's my, you know, actually, I'm wearing a collar and elbow shirt right now with the uh, the one that looks like the Heineken logo. Uh, it's the Irish whip shirt I'm wearing yeah. as we speak, but as I took over the studios, as I was attempting to say, uh, dude, my one of my favorite shirts is the original collar and elbow t-shirt. It's called yep. the collar and elbow mirror shirt, where it says collar up top, and then below, like a mirror reflection, it says el- uh, elbow. So I said, hey, man, I, I talked to Al Snow. I talked to Rod Hicks, doing great work over there. I said, hey, guys, how about if you take the word elbow and instead of bow, put BWO and make it a, a really sharp-looking white on uh, royal blue. And they were so receptive to it, and they got it out like real quick, and that's been one of the top sh- sellers over there at Collar and Elbow. Uh, and like I said, they got a lot of good <laughs> parody shirts. Uh, one of my favorites is the uh, tribute to Mid-South Wrestling where the uh, – you got the uh, cartoon wrestler holding up the uh, North American title, stuff like that, but it's in, in the, with the collar and elbow uh, the lettering and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have a lot of great parody shirts, uh, a lot of good uh, takeoffs on uh, past shirts. Uh, another favorite one is the, uh, you know, everybody knows I love Andre the Giant, and Andre the Giant used to wear this, like, baseball-looking shirt, like three-quarter sleeve. Mm-hmm. It was a black, uh, a white shirt with black three-quarter sleeves, and it just said pro wrestling cross it so i was i got one of those as well so i mean the shirts are high quality the material is fantastic very comfortable you know just you know uh just go over there and you know tell them meanie say go over there use promo code meanie and that way you can tell meanie sent you and you can save a couple bucks as well yeah so. save 10 percent yeah man and uh, then not to feel to totally back. left out here but uh, you can go to wrestlingtees.com slash so says Chernoff as well. Please. Uh, we had a, a fan wrote in and asked, why is there no T-shirt with a tie? Um, well, guess what? Now there is. So go and you can get a T-shirt. It has my tie with the so says Chernoff logo on there, the Chernoff S on the top. Uh, we also have the sarcasm is my superpower, uh, which is, I think, our, our top seller. Uh, and then a bunch of really cool new logos, uh, like new Sosa Chernoff logos that just, uh, we were just released those. We have the uh, the red, white, and blue one. We have the, the flag. Uh, so some really cool cool shirts over there at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sosa Chernoff. But, uh, man, do you remember, Meanie, back in the day uh, when it was not cool to wear wrestling t-shirt that was most of my childhood actually. yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> i remember i was in i want to say second grade and for my birthday a friend got me a hulk hogan uh sweatshirt and i right. looked at it and i thought to myself and this is in second grade i thought to myself i can't wear this to school <laughs> like this is like I just I can't wear it because it was I mean t-shirt back in the day it was a giant picture of Hulk Hogan um, 
And right. it just, man, I just, I was like, I don't know. And I did end up wearing it, and it was fine. Uh, and I had my Bret Hart tank top that I would wear in the summer uh, or on Halloween. You know, the old school black tank top, which was like a picture of him. And it was a picture of him like before he even had the Hitman style glasses. Um, but right. I just loved that shirt. And but now, you're if you're a wrestling fan, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees or Collar and Elbow, and you can get some of the coolest, the the most creative shirts out there that look cool. Yeah, we talked before I, about oh, like the, the, the Bullet Club shirt. People just not, you know, people look at a Bullet Club shirt and they go, oh, it's pretty cool. You know, I like guns. I'll just get this shirt. <laughs> um, my my sister made my brother-in-law a, uh, uh, it was like, I don't know if it was like Bill's Mafia, I think it was. Right. Um, he's from Buffalo. And it was Bill's Mafia, but it was, it was a, a, a spoof on the Bullet Club shirt. Um, like very clearly. And she had no idea what the Bullet Club is. He has no idea what the Bullet Club is, but right. loved the shirt. Um, so it's just, finally, the wrestling world has shirts that are cool, that are fun. Uh, we try to bring as many to you in all of our various uh, platforms as we possibly can. Uh, but yeah, as they would say, uh, buy the shirt, buy the shirt, buy the shirt. Uh, but yeah, seriously, brother uh, me softly. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's over uh, collar and elbow brand yep. uh, dot com. Um, dude, I went over to you. Fuck it. Last week, I went and bought your uh, sarcasm. It's my superpower shirt. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear that proudly because uh, there's I, been plenty of reasons to be sarcastic out in public. Yeah, I'm a, I, that meant a lot. I'm excited about it. I'm going to need you to take a picture wearing that. Oh, oh, so, I can, <laughs> so I can tell everybody that I know the blue meanie. Um, nah, get but, it get uh, it laminated for easy cleaning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't even have it. Uh, I don't even know which sound to go to on, on that one. Um, here we go. <laughs> That's the sound. Um, I'm gonna clean my photo. <laughs> you, we talked we talked about before. Uh, Superstore, right? Have you seen Superstore? No. Oh man. Oh no. We talked about like the good place and stuff, dude. Superstore. This is right. this was another one that was binged during the apocalypse. Uh, oh my god. That that rip, there's this dude on there who makes that sound with his voice. Like anytime he like leaves a room, um, <laughs> it is. But man, it is so. It is such a funny show right now. You know what we've been binging now? Thirty Rock. You ever see Thirty really? Rock? I need to. Um, I need to because. Uh, it's it's what what's the other show? Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I just it, it's finished. In that, that. It's kind of it's from like the same writers as mm-hmm. that. So I love the Tina Unbreakable Faye Kimmy. And, Sch- yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. the thing. My wife and I we had been putting off for. I mean, we had a friend when we were living out in California who loved Thirty Rock. I was like, you guys have to watch this, and for whatever reason, we always just kind of put it off. And after we watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which was another one we always just put off, we're right. like. You want to just do 30 Rock? You want to just try it? And we went into it. Like, I, I, we were literally having the conversation where we're just like, uh, we were literally having the conversation um, where I was just like, <laughs> where I was, uh, I was saying it like, all right, well, look, remember the show was on for a number of seasons. Let's give it a little time because we're coming in on a pilot, you know? And yes, everybody right. talks about it's the greatest, you know, it's such a funny show, but come on, we're coming in on the pilot. Let's just like give, you know, and dude, 
from the very beginning, it was just hilarious. Um, and we're in season two now, and it's just so funny. Such a funny show. Um, I got to watch it because <clears throat> I'm buddies with uh, Judah Freelander. And, uh, yes. Yes. You know, he, you mentioned him earlier. I didn't even like think about that. Yes. Yeah, he, he's a big uh, wrestling fan. He, he, he would always work in like wrestling references on the show because he had, for, you're not, if you're not familiar with Judah Freelander, he's the uh, world champion. Uh, you know, he's got the shirt that says world champion. He's got, and he wears these different hats yep. that'll have like different sayings and you read it and you're like, man, where do I know that from? And like on, on 30 rock, he had a hat that said Fabe. I know, don't, I have like not that. gotten to that episode yet. Cause that yeah, he, he'll that. wear like the Mick Foley wanted dead shirt and stuff like that. And oh man. Yeah. He works a lot of wrestling, wrestling references in on his hat and with the shirts oh, and stuff like well, that. I have to watch more. No, I, I, uh, he, his character cracks me up, um, but uh, he, he's just a naturally funny guy. Anyway, I mean, he, uh, if you got Netflix, go on Netflix and look up Judah Freelander stand-up comedy. He's another guy who, like, he'll say anybody throw out a topic. You throw out a topic, he's got a fucking line for it, and it's it's just f- so much fun to watch. Man, you know? all right, well, people go, well, now- he's, he's got he's he's got this. He always wears this yellow shirt. It says world champion, and somebody's like. <laughs> What are you the champion of? And he goes, the world, stupid. You know, just <laughs> just just to throw it back at people. Yeah. But oh, man, just... well, now you definitely have to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great in it. It's just a funny, man, really funny show. Um, well, we'll get to it right now. We're on, uh, we're almost done season five of the Golden Girls. And, okay. uh, you know. Now, are you going to track down Golden Palace afterwards? I have access to Golden Palace. So, really? Uh, Who do you know? Huh? Who do you know that you got access uh, K-Fabe, to? K-Fabe, brother, K-Fabe. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely be watching Golden Palace and stuff like that. So I so, got uh, K-Fabe copies. Uh, so, you know, even if it's not good, I'm doing I'll, I'll, I'll You know, since I've, I'm, I've going through already five seasons, so it's, Golden Girls was seven. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely have to watch Golden Palace just to say I've I've watched I've literally watched everything. Yes. So um, yeah, I will I will be watching that. Uh, what other shows will be watching? Um, we just did the new. Uh, oh shit! Um, Wait before you, before you get into that while you're thinking about that. I just unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries. Unsolved, unsolved, uh, unsolved mysteries. mysteries. Yeah. I had to get that out of my head before it disappeared into the ether. So yeah, then we wouldn't have known what you were thinking of, and that would have been an unsolved mystery. Yeah, <laughs> pretty so, much. I mean, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead. Uh, no, I wanted to finally take the opportunity now that I've remembered how to do this. Um, I want to see if we can check this out real quick. Uh, Thank you for being afraid. Yeah, I want to hear that part. Right, oh, right the, right the, the, we cool. talked about this episode one. Right now, got wait for it. Just let it play. Invited everyone you knew. Here it comes. He from me. Oh. Yeah, she. Rewind that a little. Can you rewind? Oh, you got it in the gimmick. Why, what were you? I was going to say rewind it a little bit, but you got it in the uh, the actual Roadcaster game. I can right? rewind it. No, I got it on my phone. Because oh. the Roadcaster Pro by Rode 
that gives you the opportunity to connect your phone via Bluetooth to be able to play it on YouTube on my phone. So, yeah, I love this. Yeah, thing. so I love the Lancaster Pro. I, 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 dude, me too. Uh, I feel bad I talked over the part. But, uh, yeah, there's, she, the, the, the girl who sings, well, not girl, the woman who sings the song, uh, yeah, she throws a little <clears throat> into that. Yeah. The, big, big, the biggest gift would be from me. And since yeah. I brought that up, uh, me and Mrs. Meany will be uh, watching the show. And when that part comes up, she does the whole thumb point to her like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I've ingrained it into her into her head and stuff like that. Hey, so, real, uh, real quick, I'm uh, a little parched, so I'm going to oh, crack open a seltzer uh, if you've got one. Oh, I got one too. I got a, a, a I got one. I'm uh, right, debuting. Yeah. Meanies first. So. Tell me. So uh, the long short of it is, uh, we went to Audi. Even though I get the Bell V, I saw this. I had to get it. It's the Lacroix sparkling water coconut. Ooh. So I threw a couple of these in the freezer before the show just to hot hot start them. So I'm gonna let me crack that one open. Mm, there we are. There we go. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I like coconut anything in like a coconut milk, whatever. Well, where do you blah, land blah, blah. on like coconut water? Not bad. Yeah, I'm, I like I'm, that. I'm into I like it. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, I froze it too, so it's, it's nice and a little chilly uh, drink because it is hot as fuck. Yes, it and is. I was sweating. I don't have my if whenever we eventually get these videos in a way that people can see them. Uh, yeah, I, I am sans ring light today because I am just sweating my ass off, uh, and it, it is it is not a not a good feeling, not a pretty sight. <laughs> um, but I am, like we talked about, I'm going to be getting, um, so, we're, we're, so, well, let me crack this open first. I got a Wegmans brand peach. Ah, back um, with the Wegmans. Yeah. Which is actually, I am, uh, go birds. I am actually too. Yep. I am too deep right now. I finished this one <laughs> earlier. So I'm two seltzers deep. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm going to pour mine into a glass. Oh, you glass fucking here. show off. Listen what to the this. Fuck, L- man. Listen to this. You're going to have to load that one into the Roadcaster <laughs> Pro later. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Uh, mm. Fucking drinking a... You're fucking highfalutin with the glass over there, pal. I got, got, the, uh, got the one... Put your fu- the yeah, put up. your fucking pinky up, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, before um, the world ended, my right. wife and I have been uh, planning for about five years to remodel our kitchen. Um, that was kind of a plan that we had and, um, we were all ready to do it. And it was three days before they were supposed to break ground. Cause we're going to, we're extending out a little bit, um, to part of our deck, uh, putting like a little addition on. So they're going to have to break ground to pour the, the foundation three days before we get a call saying that everything shut down. They can't pull permits. They can't do anything. Or they had permits, but they weren't going to be able to. Basically, they could start, and then the first inspection they were going to need, because, um, you know, there are inspections all across, you know, every, almost like right. every day, there's another one coming out to inspect something. No one would have been able to come out. Um, right. So had everything shifted like a week or two earlier, we could have been in a situation where our kitchen was gutted and then everything shut down. 
So we have, and we'd still be sitting <laughs> without it. Um, so we lucked out with that. But through the process of it, it gave us more time to think about different things we wanted to do in the house. And one of the things we decided we wanted to do, we have an unfinished basement, um, but we want to put, uh, like, well, we wanted to do some stuff in there. You have to put an egress in the basement. So we have to do either like a giant window or uh, a door and steps going, you know, from the outside right. in. So basically, long story short, what my wife has agreed to let me do is build, uh, once we put that egress in, because we're going to just have them do it when they do the kitchen, hopefully the end of the summer. Once we do that, we're going to throw up some drywall and build a nice home office slash studio in the basement. So I'm going to have like a prop because my desk is like overflowing here between my, you know, shoot job stuff. And cause I'm just working from home now and the roadcaster pro and all that. So I'm going to end up moving everything down, uh, into the basement. I'm like super excited. I like lie in bed at night thinking about all of the decor I can put up, like all the, like all of the things that have just been in boxes because I have this one tiny room that I'm allowed to like have all my crap out. Um, I'm so excited about it. I'm going to have my, uh, I got my Hasbro collection that I'll have in my little detoff there. I'm going to get another (laughs) detoff that's going to have my collection that I I currently have at my, uh, my office office. Um, I'm going to bring it home and it's my collection of every wrestler that I work with who has an action figure. I've talked about this on the show before. I try, I try if it's a reasonable price to find their action figure. Unbelievably, some people it's like, it's, it's insane. Like their figures are really expensive. Um, but I'm going to have that nice little detox just filled up with all that. And that, that to me is like my, uh, I look at that and that's basically like having a, a picture of every person that I've worked with, but being able to look at that. And then as a huge action figure fan and growing up as a big fan, some of the figures I've been able to like go back and find ones that I had, like my Bret Hart Hasbro when I finally got to work with him and interview him grab that Bret Hart Hasbro and uh <laughs> and I and that was a cool thing because it's a toy that I I played with as a kid you know and now it's like to look at it I could just see you laying in bed like uh Ralphie from a Christmas story <laughs> fantasizing about his BB gun rifle very and much him shooting the bad guys and stuff like that and you're just thinking oh my basement yeah, that's pretty much, it's going to be a, a... And the wife's sh- like, why is the blanket moving? And you're like, <laughs> uh, basement, this basement. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Say no more. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it. I'm excited about it because, you know, like I look at your a lot of like your stuff, you know, you have the same thing behind you. You've got your shelf with all of your stuff. And I've got, you know, I've made the best of the space that I have here, um, mm-hmm. putting some things on the mantle there. But I just looked at it and I'm like... But instead of a mantle, I could have like a thousand shelves and like, you know, and I'm definitely going to go overboard, but of um, course, but it's fun. I like it. It's, it's, you know, it, it was you're I, converting that room into the, uh, into something else or like uh, this you, room. I is thought gonna, you said you have like a new baby room or something like that. No. So we, we have the right now the baby actually is in this room cause it's off of my, my bedroom. Um, but this room is just going to end up being, I think like the household, uh, office you know because right now like i've got all my i have my work stuff i have all of like the show stuff i have all that and then mixed in i have like all of our important documents um right and i don't want that responsibility like that is way too much on me 
Um, right. So yeah, my wife has like agreed that like this will become kind of, you know, just uh, the home office, and then I can have my what we're referring to as the studio in the basement. And I'm gonna have enough space to maybe be able to pop the green screen up there that I have um, that I'm too lazy to set up. And uh, you know, when all this happened, we weren't able to go into the studio anymore um, at the community college to film. So says Chernoff. Uh, people start saying they're like, "Oh, he's just gonna throw up the green screen." Because um, there were a couple of episodes where I did that, and I brought some friends into my office, and I threw up a green screen, and we just did a show like that. Dude, the amount of time to set up the lighting and all that, I have no right. interest in doing that. So maybe right. if it's there's enough space to have it permanently set up, maybe I'll feel differently. But so yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, when I see, <laughs> it's like uh, I look at you sitting at your office, and I'm just thrown back to my childhood of like anytime Jack Tunney had to had to make a fucking announcement. <laughs> and he's standing there at the desk. He's got the thing. In. The only thing missing is like the American and Canadian flag behind you and stuff like that. <laughs> I great. would like to announce that Andre the Giant is not the world champion. And I, then he know, announces WrestleMania five, and then I lose my collective shit. You know, being in Atlantic City, <laughs> or no, that was WrestleMania four. Yeah, but yeah, I losing my collective shit. You know, oh my god, they're at WrestleMania. I still like. I mean, you've told that story on the on the pod before. Uh, available in the archives at uh, yeah. At, which one? Yeah, I don't know. good luck. No yeah, idea. Luck. Um, we need some super fan who's going to like create a list of like the stories that are told. And hey, you know what? Anyone listening want to be an intern? <laughs> so we could really, dude. If uh, you can like uh, put like. Time signatures, yeah, like, like that shit would be, we could do for like our YouTube page, or like that would be awesome. Go, go to this point, listen to this, go to that. But it, it might be like fucking just like if it was like a roadmap, it would look like Abdul the Butcher's forehead because we're all <laughs> over on these fucking hey, reference if, points. If anybody, all, all kidding aside, if anybody is thinking to themselves, hey, you know what, I wouldn't mind helping out supporting the mind of the meanie by, uh, you know, some sort of a. Uh, 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 I won't, uh, well, we'll call it an unpaid internship, uh, but we'll like, maybe we'll give you like shirts and stuff. Um, but uh, we could, we could do that. We have some fun things in mind that we can give you uh, as like a barter system, but anybody who's able to uh, lend some help with things, you know, we we're, we're looking to expand some stuff and do some more things and uh, you know, don't necessarily have anything in mind right now of exactly what we would need for you to do. But reach out to us. Send us a, a tweet or email us at mindofthemeanie at gmail.com. Uh, all kidding aside, as I started as a joke, and now I'm just like, hey, if, if someone's out there and someone's interested, um, who knows? We might call upon you at some point and say, make a if cartoon for passion. us. You know? it, yeah, if this is your passion of archiving and yeah. just, just doing cool stuff, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll hook you up with something. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, what else is going on? We talked about Jack Tunney. We talked about. Uh, oh, you know. You oh, know, dude, we could, go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. no, 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 please, please. No, 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 you go very Please. Anyway. No, I was uh, fucking around with the. Hold on. Oh, my God. I got Seltzer Kiss working this way up. Nah, it's gone. Okay. But, uh, nah, I was fucking around uh, with the Roadcaster. And, uh, I thought, like, I, I tried to do this on an earlier episode uh, with the original BWO thong. Yeah, BWO, BWO thong. thong. Available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Hey. Uh, I'll, I'll, well, look, they so can I'll just get a mask. 
It doesn't yeah. come in a two pack. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah one for your face yeah. and one for your ass. So yeah, the the uh, history of the uh, BWO theme. Like uh, I found a bunch of like cassette tapes and converted a bunch of stuff from uh, cassette to MP3, and I found the original BWO theme. Hold on, hold on. Gesundheit. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, but um, the cool thing about the BWO theme uh, was, uh, and I've told the story, I was living at Al Snow School, and my friend Joey Campbell from the Swamp Candles was sending me demos and stuff like that. Hey, man, listen to this. Tell me what you think. And I heard this piece of music, which turned out to be, which later on would go on to be the original BWO theme. I was like, man, this sounds just like, you know, like cool rock, you know, underground rock music. And then when NWO came out and they had their bow, wow, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. I heard this song and I went to Paul. I was like, dude, I got the perfect song. I mean, ECW was underground. We're kind of like punk rock. We're kind of bootleg anyway, you know, just it had to feel like you're watching something you weren't supposed to be watching. But, uh, so I, you know, looking through my tapes, I found the original BWO theme and, uh, this version I'll play it. And the thing that sucks is I can't pause it, but, and I'll, uh, point out a couple of things like, uh, the original BWO theme had like an original opening, like bluesy part that like nobody's really heard. Let's check it out. And I'll, I'll play that. And then, uh, there'll be like a little pause and they'll go into the BWO theme too. So, and keep in mind, this is all just like them jamming in a rehearsal space into a boom box. And this song became like one of my favorite songs in the world. <laughs> it became part of my wrestling history. So here we go. Hold on. Uh, let me know how this sounds on your end. This is like the little nice. bluesy part. Kind of hear parts of the song in there. Here comes the pause. It's awesome. Little bass there. Here comes the drums. Right here's where it comes through the curtain, and it's through the curtain. Yeah, there you go. that's the symbol. So if you hear this song, you play it next to the to the original. There's and this is and a little this bit slow down. This is the one that you had uh, when you made your appearance on Raw, or was that the updated one? What's that? Was that the updated one, or was it this one that played on Raw? This was the one that played on Raw. That's awesome. <laughs> and this is the when um, I go up to the production guy, I go and I give him my cassette tape like I'm working a fucking indie <laughs> show. I'm like, oh, here's my here's my ring music, and we you know, we got multi million dollar cameras, lights. Yeah. Like, here's my cassette tape BWO theme. So uh, yeah, they played this, and then uh, Joey heard it. I was like, oh, dude, we gotta go in the studio and get you a real version. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, this uh, I always liked the, the, the Swamp Candles too because they had that little. They, they're a little bit Aerosmith. They're a little bit the Cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue World Order. <laughs> and this is like this was all in all who, the. Who um, did the Blue World Order? That was Stevie. Was it Stevie? Okay. Ste- like uh, we were in. Uh, I'll let you play in the back background. Uh, we would go up to the TV studio, 
and um, we were did, we were, we did the promo where uh, we're selling the shirts. If you buy a million shirts, you get one free, and you know we all go wow in the background and stuff like that. But like Stevie will record separate things like the following announcement has been heard by the Blue World Order, and then I would come in and go, "Where did we get that kind of money from?" <laughs> you know, because we're so we're broke as shit. But uh, yeah, we did all that. You know, those sound clips were done separately up in the uh, the studio up in New York. Here's a little breakdown, and they're doing this little breakdown, and listen for it. Because they, they'll, they'll pause. Well, it's not coming up yet. <laughs> you hear him pause, and then you hear him just, somebody in the room must have done something funny because you hear him go, ha-ha, and then they go back into the song, and this goes, <laughs> but this is like the little breakdown where um, I have an extreme mix of this, too, where they're working in, like, they worked in, uh, you know, Paulie and uh, Vince and us. Like, I gave them, I sent them the, ECW from Raw. Oh, here it comes. There'll be a pause and you just hear him laugh. Hold on. <laughs> and that made TV every yeah. week. Uh, like, you know, that's that, awesome, would, that would play in the arenas and stuff like that. Like, if depending on how long our fucking entrance was, if we're going through the crowd and we had to Dude, just decide, you know, the, listening you know, to this, hits. like, takes me back to, like, my high school band that I was in, you know? What's like, that? Listening to this takes me back to just the sound, like when I was in high school, I had a band, and like just that sound of you know you're recording it on on a boombox, and like you guys are just playing and having a good time, and uh, yeah, so this, it's it's amazing that this was able to be what you used, you know? Yeah, and this this is the random outro, which they kept everything in the song they kept, you know, except for the laugh. They had a bunch of that. I'm going to slowly fade it out. Yeah, because that reminds cool. me of. Um, uh, what was that song? Ballroom Blitz. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. what that reminds me of. Yeah, that uh, that, that, that part right the there. Band, the band, the Sweet. Yes, so, or they were called the Sweet. Uh, I, be, I actually became buddies with the guitar player Stu Stuart Smith. Hmm. Uh, I was out in California for a little bit, uh, and we always always go to this uh, club. I want to say it was called Paladinos. North of, uh, Cal- North of L.A., Hollywood, stuff like that. And uh, I was a huge part of the, uh, there's a website called Metal Sludge. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that site was like a, like a tribute to like hair metal and stuff like that. And uh, they would have like, it was like kayfabe, like who ran it and all that stuff. But like they would have these parties. And at one of the parties, Stuart Smith from Sweet just showed up. And... The band that was playing that night was, uh, well, now they're called Steel Panther. But back then they were uh, Metal School at first. Or no, at first they were Metal Shop. And then they switched management. Management owned the name, so they called themselves Metal School. Same thing happened. Then they called themselves Steel Panther. And then I saw Stuart Smith get up, and they played Ballroom Blitz with him. And he got up, and That's it was awesome. cool to see somebody from a band from back in the day. You know, playing with like a, a band that's current and stuff yeah. like that. So you you just jarred a memory from my head. Uh, as far hey, as I, as far as barroom blitz goes, see, thinking about things from back in the day, uh, Meanie, were you into comic books? Love them, absolutely love them. Me too, uh, because pro wrestling is a live action comic book. When you think about it, oh man, absolutely. Um, 
unfortunately, it seems like every single time pro wrestling has attempted to make a comic book, uh, or someone has attempted to make a comic book about pro wrestling, it really just hasn't been great um, until now. Because our sponsors today bring you the Heel Screwjob comic book. That's available Sounds at www.theheelcomicbook.com. Um, let me tell you a little bit about this. Okay, so this was created by three people. It's a team here. It's a team effort. We've got Chris, we have Milo, and we have Jimmy. The three of them came from all different like walks of, of life. Milo wasn't even a wrestling fan, uh, but he ended up really uh, falling in love with this project. They did a Kickstarter, and uh, Kickstarter was a huge success. Issue one is available now, but let me tell you a little bit about the heel better known as the greatest wrestling story ever told it's the tale of don chuck jr the son of the king the greatest hero wrestler of all time who wants more than anything to be better than his dad one problem meanie jr can't wrestle for shit so <laughs> pops makes a deal with the devil and i'm gonna stop right there because that, that's all the spoilers you get. But yes, it's a second-generation wrestler who sucks, and his father makes a deal with the devil to try and uh, and and provide a, a quality career for his son. Um, but something that really stood out to us was the first edition uh, of issue one featured a limited edition cover by the one and only Hal Haney. Gotta love some Hal Haney art, man. Oh, man. From... Uh, Hal Haney, you might remember him from such things as the Mind of the Meanie uh, logo or the Blue Meanie uh, split art or any other amazing pro wrestling art you've ever seen. Uh, so that's just so cool. Um, again, I, I told you you could find this at theheelcomicbook.com. That's their website. You're going to be able to kind of sample through, which is really cool. Um, but they also have enamel pins uh they have the first print of issue one uh an extremely limited pog set that's right an extremely limited pog set uh and of course exclusive shirt um you can find them on instagram uh you have jimmy carol i'm probably saying that terribly j-i-m-m-i-e-c-a-r-r-o-l-l -L. uh and then we have uh, the writer, Chris, he is at C-I-L-C-I-S-K-O. That's his Instagram. And then, of course, hey, shout out to Hal Haney Art on Instagram. Um, but the theheelcomicbook.com is available now. We want to thank the Meanie. This has been a really tough time. We've talked about for us wanting to get out there at conventions. Well, how about when oh, you've absolutely. just released a new comic book? And you're all ready to go to comic shops and to comic conventions and wrestling conventions. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19 shut down. Nope, how are we supposed to get it out there? Well, hopefully we're able to help them out. TheHeelComicBook.com. Uh, go right now. Check it out. Meanie, what did you think of this comic? You got it to take a peek at this. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, there's, so many, uh, th there's so many things taken from uh, wrestling that's very... Very inspiring. Uh, I, there's a lot of things I related to it with it. And, uh, man, hats off to these guys. Uh, they, they really did the research with it and stuff like that. And uh, everything you described, like, you know, how they came together to make this pod, uh, not podcast, make this comic book, 
reminds us reminded me of how everything came together for our own cartoon. So I, I, I have a vested interest in this comic book because just, you know, these guys coming together and, and making it happen, especially under these conditions. It's crazy, yeah. crazy times. But uh, hats off to these guys. They've done a fantastic job, and I can't wait to see uh, what they have coming up next. Yeah, I mean, I know that they are excited for uh, for comic conventions and wrestling shows and whatnot uh, to pick back up so that they can start selling all of their merchandise and uh, and get the rest of the the screw job storyline financed. Um, like we said, only they're working on issue two right now. Uh, if you go and check out issue one, you're gonna love it. It's it's really awesome. Uh, reach out to them on fun. Instagram. Tell them that uh, Meanie and Josh. Uh, sent you and that the mind of the meanie sent you. That's where you heard about this. It's fun, man. The, the, the artwork is insane. It is so good. Um, but then on top of that, you've just got this fun story. That's just, I mean, how many times have we seen a second generation wrestler that just did not live up to the hype or did not live up to, you know, to their, to their parent? Dude, it's 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 a story as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the wrestling world, where well, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of people talk about the old uh, promotion, uh, wrestling promoter George Goulas, or and the uh, or it was Nick Goulas, and he had a son, wrestling son named uh, George Goulas, and uh, so many stories with that. So like when you, as soon as I heard about this, you know, this uh, comic book, I, was, I I my mind automatically went to that uh, promoter son combination where my, the, the my the, mind the went to was Ric like, Flair and David Flair. Mm, yeah, like so. I said, there's so many different times, yeah. you know, d- different. Uh, Ivan Putsky, Scott Putsky. <laughs> oh, I got you know. With, I got heat with Scott Putsky, but uh, do you really? Yeah. Can you oh, share? I fucking hate him, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. You can't. You can't bring Dude, that up and not say something. So what's, I love what? Ivan Putsky, right? Mm-hmm. So long story short, I'm doing an independent show in Baltimore, Maryland. And I broke my balls to get to this show, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was like uh, the, the weekend. And that was and that was just show. getting into your car. You sat on your balls. Um, yeah, that well, was that's, that's it was a five minute day. drive, but you 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 broke your balls on your way there. It's a little that's yeah, a little meat no. for the base. Well, I should I should say hate, but man, I fucking I, I can't stand that fucking dude. So here's what happened, right? Uh, it was the day after an ECW show. You know how ECW shows go all night. We're doing promos. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're waiting until like seven in the morning to do a promo. You try to catch a little bit of sleep. You try to drive to Baltimore to to do this gig for uh, uh, Dennis Whipwrecked, which where they got the name from Mikey Whipwreck. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's for MEWF and, and right outside Baltimore. So what year and, is this? Uh, what you say? What's that? What year is this? Ninety. It might be ninety six, ninety seven in that right. a, in that area. And because uh, eventually MEWF, I don't know if it shut down, but then uh, guys from MEWF started M- uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Mm, okay. So this was before that happened. So it was definitely MEWF. I want to say it was in Dundalk, Maryland. Sure. So so we, for whatever reason, we're driving to Baltimore, right? And there's it's standstill traffic. It's like a break like special from – Delaware to where we got to go. Mm-hmm. And like, I drive the shit took like 90 minutes. It's taking like three or four hours. It's like, oh my God. So I don't even want to pull over to take a piss. I don't want to pull over to take it. I don't even want to pull over to eat. I just want to get to the building. I get to the building in time just to get dressed, throw on my stuff, go to the ring, have my match. After my match, I go and sit. I'm like, fuck. 
I'm just tired. I got no sleep. I got no rest in the car. I got, I'm starving. So I said, I give somebody a couple bucks. Hey, can you please go get me a, something to eat? Get me a burger or something like that. So I gave the guy, guy comes back. So I'm just sitting there in my gear, you know, having pretty much my only meal of the day, right? Mm-hmm. I'm eating a cheeseburger. Scott Putzke is on this fucking show and he walks by me and he gives me a little belly wiggle and goes, eat, keep eating those cheeseburgers, pal. And walks off. I was like, you motherfucker. Oh, shit. He did, you know, the thing with you, yeah. the, the jet, the, he gave me a Donnie to my stomach. Yeah. He gave me a stomach Donnie. <laughs> I don't know this guy, right? This is the first time I've met Scott Putzke. He don't know me like that. He, he, no. Like I said, I got friends. You can say whatever they want to me. They know me like that, like Donnie, Sebastian, whatever. You. Mm. You say whatever you want. I'll be like, <laughs> I've not, this is the first meeting of me meeting Scott Putzke. And he goes, eh, I keep eating those cheeseburger and gives me the, grabs my stomach and wiggles it. I was like, what the fuck? Man. So ever since then, I'm the, I've been like, fuck Scott Putzke. You know, just... It soured me. Is it really yeah. soured me on him? Because he went to WWE, and I'm just like, fuck that guy. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say tell any tales out of school, but I would suggest that uh, what I've never told this story to. Well, I suggest what you were putting in your body versus what he was putting in his body. At least yours was uh, legally obtained. But um, my my guess was natural. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, so. no, that's just a dude. That's a. There you go. That's a that's a yeah. a dick move on his part. No, seriously, um, I, I've never told that story. Uh, and you mentioned his name, I automatically my my blood pressure went up. Well, I'm glad I mentioned his name as a failure of, of a second generation <laughs> wrestler, as opposed to being like, you know who I've always loved, Scott Putzke. Um, but and on know, the last ever episode of yeah. Mind of the <laughs> No, seriously, I've always loved Scott Putzke in the way that he that he always just he's a straight shooter. That guy. Um, there's, no, there's, but, there, there's things people to do to you physically and you know, that, that, you know, like I've had my issues with bullies growing up, you know, being fat, asthmatic kids beat me up, you know, yeah. uh, that's a fucking so bully blah, blah, blah. move when he did that. That's a, that's a bully move. That's it, it was a bully. Yeah. He bullied me. Well, yeah, he, yeah, it was a definitely a fucking bully move yeah. and, uh, it stuck with me. It really did stick with me. It stuck in my crawl because I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just went, uh, and then yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck this guy, right? It's a shame, man. Had you listened to what he said, maybe you would have gotten over, you know? Right, Like Scott Putzke. Um, (laughs) Kids, don't be a Putzke. That's that's the thing that really bothered me, because I loved his father. Mm -hmm. I love Ivan Putzke. Polish power! (laughs) And he would sing the songs and roll out the barrel. Shit like that. I love Scott. I mean, I love Ivan Putsky. Son, not so much. No. 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 And uh, deservedly so, I think. But, so, uh, uh, on that episode. <laughs> but, uh, no, seriously. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but no, I mean, the, the comic book, you know, we're, that's what we were, we were talking about that led to that. But that's kind of the, the thing is they took this, this uh, like you said, story It's as old as time. Um of that second Dude, generation. And, you know, like I said, Ric Flair and David Flair is what I thought of. And I don't mean that to, like, knock David Flair. Dude, I couldn't even imagine being in his shoes, uh, 
you know, hey, we're going to throw you in here out of like out of nowhere. David was fed to the wall. Yeah, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw yeah. you in here. Second generation. David's a good dude. Yeah. No, no, no big, uh, no big boots to fill in your father right. being Ric Flair. You know, right? Um, but but uh, no, it, it, dude, it's it's a story been as old as time where uh, somebody tries to go into the family business mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, you know, you feel bad for them. Yeah. You feel bad because they have uh, such a high, re- a big, uh, such a reputation to live up to. So. What do you think as far as like? You know, you, you have your, there's so many second generation wrestlers uh, in today's uh, uh, rosters at WWE or AEW or, you know, um, but there's, you know, out there, there's so many. What do you think about the, they always say there's like the, the blessing and the curse. Um, so for instance, you take a guy like uh, uh, Joe Hennig, right? Mr. Right. Perfect's son. And he was forgetting the Michael McGillicuddy crap that they were doing right. for a minute, but but Curtis right. Axel. So now right. at that point they started. They're acknowledge they're acknowledging who he is. They're acknowledging you know, and that name is supposed to be a, a you know a play off of of his father and his grandfather. And I, I'll never forget the debut when he first came out as Curtis Axel. His screen actually said Kurt Axel, and I think that they were going to go with Kurt Axel and then just changed it like last minute. Right. Um, or they just screwed up on his screen, but, um, but I always wanted him to be Joe Hennig. I always wanted him to be himself. And some people would argue the fact that, well, by doing that, you're putting all this pressure right off the bat. You're putting this pressure that he needs to be as good, if not better than Kurt Hennig or Larry the Axe. Um, yeah. Bo Dallas, you know, obviously they were, they were a tag team and, you look at Bo Dallas, and uh, you know that's a, a third generation wrestler. Um, do you think? Look, obviously his brother Bray Wyatt has had no problem finding success, not utilizing the name of his family. Um, right. Bo Dallas, not quite as much. Where do you land on that? What do you think as far as like these? As far as like, should it be taken like? person by person hey maybe this guy could utilize that this could be important for them to have that name or hey this guy doesn't need it or should it just be this arbitrary yeah maybe we will maybe we won't <clears throat> with the uh man i really wish they would have made bo dow's part of the wyatt family yeah or i don't could, understand why they just didn't could, like i mean they you could tell they're brothers and then when both started growing the beard out and stuff like that <laughs> That's when he could have went from the, you know, believe mm-hmm. into like he kind of could have taken that and turned it dark. It wrote itself, too, because Bray Wyatt, I mean, he'd go and he'd find this guy who's lost. It's his brother. You know, he's Whoa, lost. Oh, the buzzer. Yeah. And or, even yeah, if you yeah. don't want to even if you don't want to acknowledge that they're brothers, that's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod to everyone who's in the know. And to everybody right. else, he would have just fit in really well. Yeah, he could have been brother Bo to uh, you know the the sister Abigail, you yeah. know, and I mean they could seriously, I mean they have a sister, yeah, She's identical as well. <laughs> so, I mean, you could have had this perfect. It went from being the Wyatt family it could have been the Wyatt family, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the, the sister, I mean, they, they, there's no mistaking them. And uh, I think I definitely think they could have, you know. Had something really cool there. I mean, look, Bo. I mean, um, 
Bray, he's always going to have a job. He cemented his legacy because he's his ability his ability to evolve. Yeah, I mean, well now they're doing. The, uh, it looks like they're even doing that. Like I don't know we don't really talk about like current stuff much, but it looks like they're doing that kind of almost like a three faces of Foley type thing. But they've right. got the old school Bray Wyatt. Um, even when he cut his promo, and, he, and he, I never even realized that he had dropped that accent until he went back to doing it. You know, right? Um, but he's he's created these multiple these layers. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, I'm such a huge fan of his work, and and it's a smart move on his part because. That just means he'll he'll get a a really good uh, royalty check when they when they make the three uh, the three action. action figures <laughs> yeah the three pack like that, so yeah but dude the guy is always thinking he's creative and you know with Bo yeah Bo's talented as well yeah and uh, if is Bo still the there him. yeah I mean I, no I mean Kurt, he's still there yeah but Curtis actually I know he was he was released um. In the, in that whole wave of everyone being released, but I don't know if Bo if Bo's still there, but but if he is still there, and when the time comes to bring him back, it's got to be something different. He's not going to be doing the B team thing if his partner's not there, and hopefully they'll take an opportunity to do something with him to do you know because he and that's another thing that I look at. Like I remember when the network first came out and the first NXT uh, takeover event, and you right. had. Bo Dallas was, if I'm remembering correctly, was the NXT champion. Yeah, he, I think he won in a, in a ladder match. I think I don't know if he won. Did he win it? I think he lost it maybe to uh, to Neville. Okay, I may be mixing it up, but whatever it is, I remember like here's a dude who was just he was the top. I understand NXT wasn't then what it is now, but. Again, that's another. I mean, that's a whole other conversation of how you know some people work on different platforms than others but um but it has been really interesting now that everyone's on the same platform with the with the coronavirus if you think about it there's no more yeah well that works in nxt because it's in front of the nxt crowd in this small building but what about raw right. well now like they're all in the in a small building with no real fans you know right i mean everybody's pretty much in the, in the uh same situation yeah but uh and I, I I think they definitely got to do something with Bo and and bring him in. I I'm, I'm trying to think back to where like I had a scenario in my head because I'm always like I said I always have a show going on in my head mm-hmm. where they could have you know just had you know Bo just slowly turn mad and you know eventually you know you know uh, Bray comes out and they have to reveal that they're brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that you know the audience knows, but right. it hasn't been like acknowledged publicly. Well, I mean, they kind of did the one thing where the B team did the parody, yes. and then uh, <laughs> Bo did the parody of Bray, and it was just spot on. The yeah. crowd just like ate it up. It was so cool. But I mean, you have it right there at your disposal to yeah. expand. Yeah, you know, the Wyatt universe and stuff like that, and just um, they haven't done it. I wish they would. And especially now, I mean, they were they've released the two other members, not counting Braun Strowman, but the two other members of the Wyatt family. And you see, right. you know, everybody's got that whole like, uh, you know, when they leave, they want to see them jump to AEW. And the reason for that is because it's it's the second largest platform. Um, and you look at right. and, and it's and it's it's a fresh 
start for people and you, and you get that opportunity like Brody Lee or, or FTR or people like that. Um, right. it, it reminds me of the, you know, WWF and WCW days and ECW days where you, you know, someone would jump ship, so to speak, you know, and it was just so cool. Like I, I would remember thinking like everything from like, I wonder what kind of gear they're going to have. Right. Like, I mean, that was a big yeah. thing for me when the NWO, um, cause we're just, past the anniversary of that when the nwo first debuted my bit because i've always been weird my friends have always made fun of me for like i'm like oh he's got new <laughs> gear he's got new gear but um but one of my thoughts the whole time was just like everyone's like who's the third member who's the third member and i'm like what kind of gear are they gonna wear because he can't wear <laughs> can't wear razor ramon and diesel stuff so what right. what the hell are they gonna wear and then i remember they came out what they were wearing i was like oh man that that doesn't look good um, that was my thought. Scott Hall had right. like, the, it said like outsiders, but it like started at like, like the middle in the front and like wrapped around the back. Like it was just very bizarre. And, um, yeah. for a long time, they always just looked like they had like knockoff versions of, of their WWF stuff. But that's a, that's a, a whole other story for a whole other, uh, episode. <laughs> Yeah, and and like you said, everybody expects you know you leave WWE now, you, they expect you to go to AEW. But back in the day, it was like you know, not even back in the day, but like more recently, if you left WWE, oh, he's going to TNA, right? You know, stuff like that. So yep. it's just um, it's always you know, just where they're going to pop up next. Where are we going to see them? And and that's fun. I mean, and that's good for the talent to have options like that. You know, right? Um, hey, it, oh no, what were you going to say? Go, no, it would be good to see. I, I would like to see, man, I, I wish wrestling was back to where you could just, you know, walk around, walk about freely and all that stuff, you know, but with the virus and stuff. But it would be cool to see, you know, one person just do it where they're just hopping around from promotion to promotion. But, yeah. So I would love to see the revival and, like, do the studio wrestling for the NWA and stuff yeah. like that. Then well, maybe I, pop up at Ring of Honor. There's or, the know, rumor that they're on, like, a short, short-term deal. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I read it on the internet. Yeah. It doesn't mean crap. Um, but, uh, Hey, I have, I have two questions. One, and we can touch on sure. this in a couple of weeks once it happens, but, uh, so I'm filming on Monday, I'm filming, uh, this month's episode of So Says Chernoff. And one of the things that we're going to be discussing in the headlines is this eye for an eye match. Um, I don't I just, even just know, real, no pun intended. I don't even know what to make of it. I, just, uh, yeah, I just was curious like I'm all for the cinematic stuff that they're doing and I'm all for, and, and right. some people could argue, how is that any less realistic than the Bray Wyatt, John Cena thing, which I loved the Firefly Funhouse match. Same here. But there's like suspension of disbelief. And then there's like, and here, here's my feeling. If they did something really well where it looked, where they, they shot it in a way and it looked like his eye like came out. Right. They're going to be your fans who are going to believe it. They're going to be the people like us who could try and suspend disbelief and just be like, oh, man, that was put together really well. The same way, like, you know, if someone loses an eye in a TV show, you know, like you can, you know, you can get into it. It's like The, the Walking Dead. You exactly. Know, they, 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 you know, it, Carl lost his eye. They put an eye patch on And him, it was very, like and it was an emotional thing when it happened and you're really invested right. in it. And you know the actor didn't lose his eye. And it wasn't like when he showed up on something else. Then I'm just like, wait a minute, I call bullshit. You know, like, I, I got it. <laughs> but I think it's the promotion of it that makes it so absurd. 
the fact that it's right. like it's an eye for an eye match. The winner is the one who removes the eyeball from his opponent. I'm like, the fuck? Like what it, what it, what are you guys doing here? I read it and then I like took off my glasses, I rubbed my <laughs> eyes. And then I reread it, and then I, I removed my glasses again, and then I wiped my glasses on my shirt <laughs> to make sure there wasn't like some like some goofy thing going on with my glasses. I, I put my glasses on again. I, I read that. I was like, oh, okay, because in wrestling, I mean, they've done angles with blinding people, like you yeah. know, the Freebirds blinded JYD and they Rick did Martel the fake and out the snake. The, uh, yeah, Jake the Snake. Then they did uh, an ECW, you know, Sandman, Sandman got blinded. Yep. Which turned out to be a ruse, and then, you know, beat up Tommy Dreamer. There's nothing you could say, you know, blinding temporarily, but to actually remove a limb, from yeah. remove something from somebody's body where, like... How, like... How do you pull that off? Because it, 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 it belittles... They're trying to make this like a real, like, like the real hatred. Like, you know, they're bringing this up and it's, it's the way that they're pushing this, but it, it, it kills it. It kills anything. Like the fact that, you know, this is going to be faked because you know, it's going to be faked because who in their right mind would sign up for a match like this? Uh, and, and you know that it's going to, and they'd be like, oh, well it's, it's theater. It's, you know, but I just like I don't I don't know. It, it takes everything. The next time when you see Rey Mysterio cutting a, the the promo, it takes me out of it. It takes me completely out of it. And that's what I'm saying. Had they done the match where they're gonna have this like this brawl, this no no holds barred, and in it someone gets their eye taken out, I'd be like I'd be like whoa, what the hell did I just see? I'd be like All okay, right. let's 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 enjoy this story, and I'd go back to like you talked about with the Freebirds, or you talked about with you know. Jake the Snake or anything. I'd go back to that and say, okay, let's see. Or more recently, uh, uh, with John Moxley and, and Chris Jericho. Right. Where Jericho stabbed him in the eye and stuff like that. And I'd look at it and go, okay, hey, I'll I'll buy it. You know, like I'll I'll let's play along. But it's the right. idea, you know, for as much as that worked with Jericho and Moxley and then uh Moxley and Santana. Had they just been like it was one thing when when Mox is like I'm gonna take your eye and you're just like oh man okay like I'll get behind this story it wasn't like and now we have a sanctioned eye for an eye match where you must remove your opponent's eyeball like I'm just I don't know I just wanted to bring it up popped in my head just what sanctioning body would say please disfigure my uh, your opponent I mean like I could see uh, having an unsanctioned match where anything goes we don't know where. Yeah. This match is going to be so dangerous. We're not going to sanction it. We're not going right. to, you know, but not like they, like what well, like they do. It they lower the lights and they raise mm -hmm. the lights. Okay, now this is down sanctioned part of the show, and yeah. we have a referee not in like a WWE logo shirt, just in a plain black tee right. to officiate the the match and stuff like that. Who what what sanctioned body would want purposely to? We're going to have a, uh, uh, this person must get his fingers chopped off. Or, yeah. yeah. Just whatever you're thinking. Just like, who would want to sanction that? It's just, it's just bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, and it's just, you know, I want to defend, you know, wrestling as much as possible. But then, like, things happen in wrestling where I just go, I, I can't, I got nothing. And that's I, the thing. I, I, yeah. I just that, throw my hands up. I, I got nothing. And that's the thing that's always kind of bothered me. And I've talked about on my show before that, like, I wish there was a way to just 
start, almost start fresh and just say, okay, we're going to have our theater wrestling over here, right? And we're going to have our sport-based wrestling over here. And we can start to build, call it kayfabe or whatever, we can start to build that back up where this becomes much more believable because we're acknowledging that this on the other side isn't the same thing, that it's it's a, a uh, theatrical representation of, you know, uh, of pro wrestling. But pro wrestling is something different. It just, it's so tough to believe in anything when you see, you know, and that's kind of some of the arguments that have gone on, like Jim Cornette has argued about his, you know, all his stuff. And um, I don't, you know, agree with his his manner of speaking sometimes and some of the other things. The but delivery, the delivery. Right, the delivery, but the intent is there where you just look and you go, well, you've, you know, you've killed, like, I'm sorry, for all the talk about how the young bucks killed the business because they super kicked a kid or whatever it was, to me, right. that to me was parodying the business in the way that, like, you did with stuff, right? And, like, where you right. can look at it and you can say, I can excuse that if I'm a if I'm a wrestling apologist. I can excuse that and say, "Well, they didn't really super kick the kid. They were just having fun, and they told the kid we're going to pretend to kick you, and he'll fall down and sell it, and, and we'll just have a good time." But when they're right. in an actual match, yes, then they actually kick their opponent in the face. That's an easy explanation, right? Try applying that to this eye for an eye match. You can't. I've because, got nothing. I just yeah. like you know it's. Because the only thing is oh. to say that all along, this entire feud from when he first uh, injured Rey Mysterio's eye, when Seth Rollins first inj- injured Rey Mysterio's eye, that this entire feud has just been pretend. That the two of them have just been like, oh, no, no, the rest of the show is, is real. Uh, we're just, we've just been kind of having fun, guys, because we wanted to do this cool cinematic thing. No, I, I'm not really hurt. I'm not even like that. Because you can't have, you, you can't have both. You can't have... Both everything we've seen up to this point is real, but oh yeah, guys, it's just cinematic. This thing it doesn't work that way. Unless you're doing it in a way where, like, uh, I remember back in the day they did the pay per view, no holds barred, the match, and then the movie, yeah, the movie, and then the match or something. Yeah, but that was, ladies and gentlemen, here's a cinematic match, and then right, but that here's was the rest a, of the show. But that was a movie, and even when you then had Zeus right. show up, they even had the story that Zeus was pissed off because of the way that he was made to look in the movie. So he's coming after the real Hulk Hogan because he's, you know, he did not like the way he was depicted in that fake movie, but no one was ever pretending that movie was real. I just, I don't know. All, all I can say is, uh, Bruce Pritchard is apparently, uh, in charge and, uh, I hope he and Conrad have some good conversations (laughs) over on their show and, um, I'll, I'll be watching. I'll, I'll watch. They, I mean, they definitely got my. Uh, yeah, interest. I mean, maybe, and maybe that's it. Maybe they're. You see geniuses. how you pull this off? No pun intended. But, yeah, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they're geniuses with that. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they said. You I know wonder what? if this is going to be like uh, May Young giving birth to a hand or something. You know, just uh, uh, <laughs> you got a fake ball, eyeball, and a slinky. Just <laughs> but again, you know, but and 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 to play off of that again, you're looking at a situation where. You can't, the reason you can't equate that is that's a thing where everybody's just kind of like, they're in on it. It's a fun thing. It's like Mae Young's got a hand stuck up there. Why? Because it's a hand. Ha ha ha. You know, whatever. Right, right. It's ridiculous. This is like, the issue I have with this is 
the months that you've been building up a story that I'm supposed to be invested in Rey Mysterio, um, you you killed it for me. That's right. That's my feeling. And it's I, you know whatever. I just wanted to pick your brain about it in here, and and, and apparently I wanted to vent about it. I didn't even realize. But <laughs> no, seriously, like I read it, and then I was just like, "All righty," and it's just like I have nothing for it. It's just. You you give me an average scenario, I go, oh well, this is what they could do, blah blah blah, and make it real and sell it this way, but purposely trying yeah. to have a match where the winner has to purposely remove the person's eyeball. It's just like, oh and I guess God, the argument could be made that we all know it's you know it is what it is. We all know that WWE is is show business, so right. what's the big deal? But the big deal is, to me at least, what makes pro wrestling work is the suspension of disbelief. It's what always made it work. It's what's, it's, you know, you have your fans that, you know, it's still real to them, damn it. Um, but then you also have the fans who, who know what it is. They know what it is and they don't care because they want to be entertained and they, and they want to get behind it and they want to believe it and they want to suspend that disbelief so they can walk away going, Ah, uh, you know, yeah, that stuff may have been phony, but this stuff, that's real, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time with it, but. Uh, it's like kind of like, uh, I love Kane, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the Kane, the character. I love Glenn. And then, like, when the first character first came out, it was awesome. Yeah. It was like another version of Jason Voorhees kind of mm-hmm. thing. No, he was in a fire as a kid. And he had to wear the mask, and he had to get, talk with a voice box. But then, like, uh, you know, the, the kid who was in the fire slowly starts wearing tank tops. And right. there's, like, no... And I believe... I mean, did he have skin, did he have skin grafts? I believe their uh, explanation when he finally had his mask removed and everything was that the scars were mental and emotional, and he thought that he was scarred and everything. Um Oh, so it's more psychosomatic than yeah, yeah. But the gotcha. So that and, makes sense, and that's cool. And, that's, and I missed that. Part. I missed that part of the story, <laughs> right? But it, you know what? But again, it, it's you know a story like that with Kane. Like you know, someone could listen to what I'm saying with that. But it, 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 it's for instance, like when Kane. I remember when Kane electrocuted Shane McMahon's balls, and right. like aside from the fact that like I'm pretty sure you could have like killed him. From doing that, not just like you know frying his balls, but then Shane's off like having all these kids and like there was just yeah. it's things like that where you're just like all right, what are you like what are you doing? And I just sometimes I know it's tough when you're in your own bubble. And WWE is right. very much a bubble, and I know they're working hard. And I'm not you know I'm not that that guy who goes on the internet and is like oh the WWE they don't care about whatever. There's a reason right. they're doing it. They think it's gonna work. But I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I am going to watch, so maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's it. Right. Maybe it's so, we'll promote something so outlandish. Mm-hmm. They get people to watch, and that last second they go, oh, you know, they take away that stipulation or I don't know, something like I that. Know. I don't know how they're going to pull it off or pull it out. Yeah. No pun intended. But, uh, yeah, man. I don't. I, it's, it's a whole big bucket of what the fuck. Yep. Well said. <laughs> uh, hey, 
I've been asking you a bunch of questions, your opinion. Uh, what do you think about asking Meanie anything? Uh, go ahead. All right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I don't want to start. I don't want to step <laughs> over the uh, the the ID there for the ask me anything that fucking pops me every time. So we've got some fun. Um, we got a, a bunch of fun questions, and and we're kind of kind of good on time here. We're only around the two hour mark, and uh, so yeah. people expect more from us. So I'm just gonna kind of go through here and see what some of these best ones are. So first one comes from wrestling should be fun. Uh, at WSB Fun, in your opinion, what is the best ECW pay per view? Uh, December to Dismember, right? Hold on, hold on. Should we? You ready? No, I'm not. Take. Can you hand it to me when I need it? That counts to me. Mind of the yeah. meanie, <laughs> Mrs. Meanie, round and Tracy Roots got something to say. Hey, hey, hey. What? What she said? What's happening? Uh, I thought she was doing a run in, and she was just. No, I came downstairs to my living room and sat in my chair. Okay. The nerve. I I, I kind of forced the. uh, Does she? Does she have uh, her own microphone? Yeah, she 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 gave it back to me. A little behind the curtain, uh, like since I got the the roadcaster and stuff like that, uh, another cheap plug. I was like, ah, I can hook up another mic and we can have a specialty Mrs. Meanie running mic and I'll hook it up and all this. So I put it on her chair. So when she came in, I just slide up the, uh, I'll just turn that down. Uh, oh, I didn't know it wasn't on. No, it was on. I just got, hold on. See, I got your, I'm just playing with the volume, but so I, I figured, you know, <laughs> To properly mic the run, <laughs> uh, I would have a, another mic set up. So she saw and immediately said, just take this. <laughs> wow. So it's just like. Well, even though. Even though Mrs. Meany was not willing to run in, <laughs> I still think that she I deserves. I just came downstairs to my own living room and I had nothing to say. I just wanted to sit in my chair and there was a microphone on it. This is the first time that I've Use ever actually seen like that I've ever actually seen her come into the frame of the video. Yeah. Um, so I have some, but you know what? Hold on, hold on. So, so <laughs> when I tuned in to what you were saying, it actually sounded like you were on a completely different show. Like really? It sounded like you were being interviewed by somebody. So I stayed upstairs and I was like playing with my tablet and like drawing and stuff. Because, like, it sounded like you were talking to somebody completely different. Oh. It sounded, it sounded like you were talking like to somebody professional. On a show. It was weird. I'm not and saying it was bad. I was, like, <laughs> creeping around. Like, I don't want to interrupt. No, you she, she didn't. She thought I was doing, like, maybe another podcast, and she yeah. went, didn't want to do her run-in on another show she, because she's brand-specific. Yes. Us. <laughs> and you know what? I think now is a good time for us to promote on her behalf uh, – the Mrs. Meanie Run-In Vesticle series, uh, episode three, which is part two of episode two. And that did get a little confusing for me when I was like yeah, trying yeah. to figure out how to say that. So I kind of, that was, I don't know. But um, 
But yeah, episodes one and two are up, or uh, episodes one, two, and three are up. Parts one and two of the Attitude Era vest are up. Uh, very cool. Um, some twists and turns. Uh, possibly my favorite part is the uh, go ahead, go ahead, go the previously. Uh, I, <laughs> that popped me right away on episode two. But um, but yeah, uh, that's going strong over on our YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. You can uh, go into It's got its own little folder there for the Mrs. Meanie run-ins. And uh, those are cool. Any new ones coming soon? What do we think? Uh, Mrs. Meanie's been doing some, she's been kicking ass. She got a new camera specifically for her, uh, Mrs. Meanie run-in videos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. She's got uh, a couple different ideas that she's working on. Uh, no spoilers here, but, uh, she's been doing really good, man. Uh, I only have one idea. Give me ideas, people. Hey. Give her ideas. If you have ideas, if you have ideas for Mrs. Meanie, shoot them over. Uh, you know, a tricky my vomit on Twitter. Or you can leave a comment on the YouTube video like nobody's doing. Hey, leave a comment. Nobody's leaving comments, but you've got a lot of a lot of thumbs up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very proud. Seriously, very proud. Because uh, the only thing I was just gonna say, uh, the thing that I've noticed as far as comments, um, you're gonna get comments when people are being douchebags. When people just enjoy something, for whatever reason, it's significantly less that they'll take the time to comment because they're just, but you know, you never know. Maybe they're just thinking, oh, dude, this is so great. And they share it with a friend, um, but they don't go and put a comment. Comments, oftentimes, I feel like nine times out of 10, the comments you're going to get on something is somebody just trying to tear things down. And the fact that there has not been one negative comment on any of those uh, speaks to how much people are enjoying it. Yeah, man. Uh, and, you know, Mrs. Meany, like I said, Tracy's been wor uh, working hard on this. And uh, I think uh, the cool thing is that you know, I've always talked about her, I always put her over, but to see her personality come through in these videos, that's her. That's her being genuine. And uh, you would think she's been doing it for years, the way yeah. she's done these videos. And a little bit behind the scenes, I mean, she records these and she edits them herself. Yeah. She uh, did her own theme music, her own intro and outro <laughs> music, and, uh, and and dude, I seriously catch myself fucking singing that song throughout the fucking day. Can I be honest with you? And, I uh, have to. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, yeah. but I absolutely have as well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and we're talking about maybe doing a Mrs. Meany uh, Pro Wrestling Tees page and stuff like that, where she's also a credible artist, where she's going to try to do some uh, some uh, some of her own art. And uh, not all wrestling. Not all wrestling. Uh, it doesn't have to be. No. It doesn't have to be. But, uh, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm a, I'm a proud meanie over here. Um, and, 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 and you know, this is, uh, there's more things to come. Like I said, leave comments. Uh, give some ideas. Things you want to talk about. Uh, we try to keep make this a community uh, with the pod squad and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, it's just like another satellite. You know, we had the main show here. Uh, we have Mrs. Meanie running. We had the cartoon. There's a lot of satellite yeah entertainment to our or our nucleus which is the podcast so we're trying to give everybody something to, to, to watch something to keep you entertained while you're uh quarantined so and, uh, uh yeah thank you to everybody who uh has been sharing it as well there's her videos begin a lot of views yeah as and, and dude it's it's been awesome it's been awesome and, and like i said i eventually i wish there's a day where we could get out and 
properly promote our stuff, but you know, we'll end up having. I to think do we're. I think we're doing. Finally, very, I think. I think we're doing pretty good otherwise. Yeah, when we finally <laughs> do a absolutely, when we finally do a a live show, maybe we can do like a, a poll of people can vote on what vest uh, Mrs. Meany's going to wear to the live show. Yeah, we'll we'll do something like that. that and, uh, ideas for uh, future vests. Yeah, Who knows? we'll see. Yeah. There's so many different things we could do. So right yeah. now, what we're going to do is we're going to an- answer. Uh, uh, wrestling should be fun's question. Um, and his question to you was, in your opinion, what is the best ECW pay-per-view? There's been so many good wrestling sh- ECW shows that it's like, it's hard because there's like, uh, there were shows before that we were running pay-per-views that eventually mm-hmm. became pay-per-views. So yeah. this, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's so many... I mean, I guess you could count, like, thinking, like, a November to remember or something. Like, I'm comfortable counting the ones that preceded pay-per-views. Because technically, they were pay-per-views. Because you had they, to pay. You, you know, had to buy went, the tape, to, yeah. Once we, I would probably have to say, you know, the heat waves that we did in Dayton, Ohio. Hmm. Uh, it was heat wave, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Which, I said, I don't remember what we do in the show we just taped, and sometimes I have to... <laughs> Do research on shit I already did, but um, I really liked wrestling in uh, the, the shows we did in Dayton, Ohio, and stuff like that. Uh, probably my favorite matches was you know Van Dam and Sabu versus Hayabusa in the uh, Shinsuke uh, not Shinsuke. Um, I am we, could, we could use a Mrs. Uh, Mini running right about now. Hakushi, Hakushi, ah Hakushi. Uh, the, yeah, Hakushi and uh, Hayabusa versus Van Dam and Sabu. That mm-hmm. uh, that pay per view was pr- it was pretty stellar. Um, and, the, and those the crowd in Dayton was so lively. It was just so much fun. Uh, and the shows we the show we did in New Orleans was, was great as well because just that whole weekend, that whole experience was fantastic as well. And that, that was my uh, last ECW pay per view as you know before I went to the WWE. So. Uh yeah probably November to remember that uh, the, the heat waves both heat waves from Dayton I, I hate to pick just one because there's so many different memories from each of them but uh that and uh, November to remember from New Orleans because that was probably one of my favorite as far as personally my matches I loved the match of me and Nova versus Danny uh Doring and Roadkill because I got to have an on air interaction with Terry Funk. Yeah, you know, um, Terry was just going nuts throughout the pay per view, and he threatened that he was going to do the double flip off the the second rope and stuff like that. So he came out, uh, he started you know causing all this chaos during our our tag match. He he slapped me, which was like holy shit. His slaps were so hard, <laughs> and I punched him, and he he put himself through the table, and then. Uh, you know, we had our match. We we did the finish. Uh, we got the win over Danny Doring and Roadkill, who were one of my favorite opponents ever. And then, you know, Funk comes back out, lays us out, and he goes out in the second rope, and he goes to do the double flip off the second rope, and he just stands on the second rope and gives the crowd two middle fingers. So that was the double flip off the second rope. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to I had to go into my mind palace of shows <laughs> and think about what – Really cool stuff. Um, from a fan, I I loved that tag match with Van Dam and Sabu versus Hayabusa. 
uh, and Hakushi, but as a, you know, uh, performing on a pay per view, it would have to be that November to remember uh, '98 for New Orleans, just because that whole uh, whole experience was mm-hmm. in the match and the activities are surrounding that match because. That show, the night before was Halloween, and we were part of the Halloween parade in New Orleans, and we had our own float, and a bunch of us were on this, like, flatbed truck uh, going down Bourbon Street, or I forget what the parade route was, but uh, a bunch of these guys on the back of a flatbed truck, (laughs) and it's me, uh, Nova, uh, Axel, Balls, uh, and at one point, Mikey Riprack gets on top of the cab of the truck, and he's, you know, getting the people, yeah, come on, getting rattling everybody up. And the truck driver hit the brakes, <laughs> and Mikey went ass first through the windshield. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God, is Mikey still alive? And he gets it back up, and then uh, we had Ulf Herman over from Germany, who's doing shows for ECW and he's just yelling at the people, you know, come on, like scaring people in the, in the throwing beads or, you know, you know, you know, stuff like that. You know, people throwing beads at him. We're supposed to be throwing beads out to the people and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely, uh, that November to remember, uh, pay-per-view was definitely memorable in, in so many different ways. So that I probably had the most fun for a pay-per-view November to remember. It was a little long window of an answer, but, oh, uh, hey, that was fun. Um, Adam at Adam Scholl 7 um, asked the question, would you have a match with at the Matt Cardona for the internet title would need to be renamed the Podfather title and uh, and <laughs> has a picture of the internet championship, which, by the way, uh, Matt Cardona just recently debuted a new updated internet championship belt. Um has has a different logo on it. Uh, so would you maybe? Uh, maybe I'm just you know playing playing Booker Man over here, but maybe BWO Championship versus the Internet Championship. Uh, is that something you'd do? Booker Man. <laughs> oh, oh my God, absolutely. Um, Matt is beyond creative. Him and Brian are they got their own little universe over there. Like we have our own little universe over here. Mm-hmm. So if we can, uh, like, like I said, cross the streams, you know, like we want to do with the uh, front row material guys, where we want to kind of, you know, do a crossover. Like I, I was talking about, you know, how shows do crossovers, or if we could do a crossover with them and have like a little match and stuff like that. Once the world heals itself and we can get back to uh, unsocially distancing or socially undistancing or whatever you want to call it, once we could get back to having a normal world, I would love to do something with them. Yeah. I mean, I'll manage the blue meanie and, uh, <laughs> yeah, again. there'll be shenanigans about <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, I would love to do something with them. That's a, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, cause I know it'll be fun. Uh, those guys have love and respect for ECW and stuff like that. And they've created their own little world, not a little world. Trust no, me. It's... I'm not being, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not talking down. They've created something really special, you know, and, uh, Hey, it'd be more of a rub for us than anything. So, oh, God, <laughs> oh, why not? You know, I mean, those guys are awesome. They're humble guys, and for how over they are, truly are, and to see how humble they truly are, uh, it's it's very cool. Um, another question here. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of a question. Uh, Nasher at G underscore Nasher nineteen seventy four. 
Can I get a happy birthday? Hell, even a follow if you're so inclined. LOL. Cheers, Meanie. So, Meanie. From Nasher? Uh, to Nasher. Happy birthday, Nasher. <laughs> uh, happy birthday from the blue guy and everybody here at Mind of the Meanie. Uh, happy hopefully, birthday. it's an excellent one. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe. And uh, if you don't notice anyone following you on social media, don't worry. We have somebody following you in real life. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, happy birthday, and thanks for, for tuning in. Um, the last wrestling fan on earth writes, please share with us the artist and title of the song you came out to at Guilty as Charged 2001. Uh, when I came back to ECW, I had a the different persona, the blue boy, which I'm not really fond of. But I'm not entirely it sure it was you. I like to yeah. just believe it was somebody. Uh, yeah, was, it was a yeah. uh, my stunt double. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the trunk. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of the the character. I mean, the character was fine, but just the name and all that. Stuff, I was just like sh- so short lived. Mm-hmm. But the fact, I guess, the fact that people remember it, that's flattering. Because, you know, but, I, you know, I, it's not for me to uh, tear down somebody's something somebody likes. So if you enjoyed it, I appreciate it. Uh, um, what was the song? Yeah, you know, when I had that, when I was doing that song, uh, I wanted to try something different. Uh, shout out to my boy, Del James. Uh, great author. Uh, he works with uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, he wrote, he has a book called uh, Language of Fear. Uh, and it, inside that book, uh, he wrote a story that inspired the song November Rain. So mm. without him, there would be no no November Rain, stuff like that. That being said, he's very creative. And when I was going through this character, I was like, man, I'm trying to do this new thing. Uh, like, I met Dell back in the AOL days, you know, when people at Insta Messenger <laughs> and were a part of the grandstand message board area. A lot of people in there. It was me, my Dell, my boy Jeremiah, Mike Johnson from Pro Wrestling Insider, and a, a guy some people might have heard of named Tony Khan. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody no. have ever heard that guy. I mean, doesn't, I think he's doing something bell. now. Uh, uh, we were all something with small, football, I think. So yeah, football. Yeah, uh, the real football over in yeah, England. Soccer. Right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I, Sounds familiar. I, you might have heard of him. Yeah. But uh, we're all part of, this, part of this small community on the AOL grandstand and doing chats and stuff like that. But knowing that Dell was this creative, I was like, and he's a rock and roll guy. He's done stuff with bands like Testament, all that stuff. So it's like, man, I'm doing this character and it's like kind of a sleazy character. Any idea for a song? And he's like, dude, here's the song. It's a band called the Revolting Cox, and uh, <laughs> the Revolting Cox is, you know, like how I say, uh, Mind and Meanie has like satellite shows with the cartoon Mrs. Sure. Meanie. So the Revolting Cox was the side project of Al Jorgensen from Ministry. I want to say, uh, okay, if you haven't heard Ministry, they have a, you know, their their big hit was New World Order. Oddly enough, uh, had nothing to do with the wrestling faction, but. Uh, they're very like an industrial band, kind of like in a Nine Inch Nails kind of way. Okay. So he had this other band called the Revolting Cox or Revolting Cox, uh, and I think they eventually shortened it because I guess you know, radio refused to play it. 
and it's they do a cover of Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? And uh, it's like, dude, go get that song, listen to it, and, and let me know what you think. And back when there was things called record stores, I ran out to Tower Records on South Street here in Philly, bought the CD, came home, and immediately fell in love with it. And uh, and like, it, like the song is totally sleazy. Like it's my character was supposed to be sleazy, and I was needed a sleazy song. And then Dell uh, came through in spade. You know, a hundred percent. He had a home run with suggesting this song. And um, yeah, uh, I'm sure you can find it on uh, your favorite wherever you get music or uh, iTunes or whatever. The Revolting Cox covering Do You Think I'm Sexy? And it's like super sleazy. It's got this really sleazy uh, horn section and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, definitely probably one of my favorite ring entrance musics as well. So, yeah. Uh, Osculum Obscenum. Why do you guys just call yourself like... Shropshire Slash. Like John. Uh, at uh, Springsteen Stra. Uh, I'm like, I'm like blown up from trying to get this guy's name out. Uh, but he, he asks, uh, what kind of work would you be doing if you hadn't gotten into the wrestling business? Was there a plan B? So what was your, like, as a kid, what, when you were, you know, dreaming of being a professional wrestler, what was your like, okay, if this doesn't work out for me, I guess I'm going to do this. Like, did you have any other interests? Did you have any other, um, you know, growing up, uh, I've always wanted to be a wrestler, and I would read, like, the newsletters, and I want to say it was the Pro Wrestling Torch. I read an interview with uh, Ted DiBiase, and he, you know, he basically somewhere in the interview said, always have a backup, have a plan B, you mm -hmm. know. And I read that, and it, it was always stuck with me. So uh, I went to Lancaster High School. I was like, I got to figure out a plan B. So they, there was an opportunity. They had like career day or something like that, and there was like a, a Votech school, in uh, right outside Lake City, the Atlanta County Vocational School, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'll uh, try to learn a trade. You know, trying to figure out a trade because you know I want to be a wrestler, and if it doesn't work, I could do this. Initially, I went to the vocational school. I tried to do electronics, and I lasted about a week. And it was like the people who were in this class already were well advanced more than I was. I'm just sitting there going, Dah. you know, I'm just like looking at my fingers and like, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. stuff. And if anything, I got out of that class you know i was taking the electronic trying to take electronics <laughs> the teacher said oh yeah well, one day we'll go on a field trip and some wise ass goes yeah we'll go to radio shack and that <laughs> joke that stuck with me for all these years or something like that so i was like man i gotta figure something out and i had, I had a buddy who was also going there and he's like man you should come down to what i'm doing i'm doing um graphic arts and i was like Okay, so I went down. I got, you know, I passed to go down there and check out the the class and fell in love with it. And uh, I transferred from electronics over to graphic arts. And what all that entailed was 
I learned how to design on a computer. I, I would take stuff, uh, design stuff on a computer, take it over, blow it up, make a negative in the dark room, uh, burn it to a plate, put it on a printing press, and I can design or print anything, you know, uh, from flyers to posters to... What a different time, uh, man. It bro- yeah. That process. Well, that, who knew that? Like, the things, everything I learned there became inundated. Just, mm-hmm. like, you could just do it on the computer and print it, send it to a machine, and it does everything that I had just learned, you know? Yep. I learned how to, you know... Mix chemicals in a in a dark room. I, you know, I learned how to make negatives. Dude, if that's uh, what go- if that's what we had to do to get Mind of the Meanie shirts out, there would be no Mind of the Meanie shirts right now. Thank Pretty God for much. Tees. I, I I will say the stuff I did learn there carried over to where like I've you know designing my own shirts and stuff like that. I can mm-hmm. do design. I can design T-shirts. I just can't print them. And in, uh, another thing, I'm kicking myself for. There was like another branch of graphic arts across the hall where they taught them silk screening. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I, I say to myself every day, I should have just learned how to silk screen because I got just this, I got to be sitting here in my basement making my own t-shirts making merch, and making, yeah. making all the profit myself, you know? <laughs> you know, I, if I could just, I wish I would just learn how to do that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. I always had a plan B and wound up being graphic arts and a lot of it carried over to now because a lot of the shirts on pro wrestling teases stuff are, are shirts I've designed. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I always had a bl- backup plan. Shout out to, uh, Wade Keller, the torch. And thank you to Ted DiBiase for the inspiration to get a plan B. Um, last question here from sure. Mark in Dryden. Um, when, this is kind of talking more wrestling storyline stuff. When Charlotte ended Asuka's undefeated streak, that was at WrestleMania a couple of years ago, uh, was she the right one to end it, and was the timing right? Also, has she been built back up well, in your opinion, she being Asuka? So basically, did you, did you agree with what they did with Asuka's winning streak? I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, or don't fact check me, um, <laughs> I believe she was undefeated, she dropped the, she relinquished the NXT Women's Championship and she went on, she won the Royal Rumble. She went on to wrestle Charlotte for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania and Charlotte beat her. And that was, she did not win the title and she lost her winning streak. Do you think that was the right person? That was the right time? And do you believe that Asuka has since then been built back up? It's a, that's the tricky thing with win streaks, you know, you know, look at at Goldberg's, you know, yep. And then, you know, you try to figure out how do you, I mean, you, you, you sit there and you build a streak and look at Undertaker streak. Yeah. Right. Streaks are a tricky thing. You know, look at Tatanka. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's the tricky thing with streaks, right? You, mm-hmm. they're, they're cool to follow along, but uh, at what point do you end it? At what point do you keep it going? Because you could keep something going, and people are like, uh, you want people to go, you won't end it too early, and people go, ah, oh, they ended it too early, and then you don't want to go on forever. And people are like, Jesus Christ, just end it already. You know, that kind of, you don't want, like, right. 
the negative of, oh my God, just so, please finish this fucking streak. But yeah. I always looked at it and thought, like, why couldn't she win the championship at WrestleMania? Now, look at how much more time you have out of that of who's going to not only end her streak, but take her championship. She never lost the NXT Women's Championship. Now, she's got the WWE Women's Championship. You know, who who can beat Asuka, right? Like, that's... it. it to me, it wrote itself... And I think uh, my opinion, and I know they asked you the question, my opinion is that she should not have lost then. I had no problem with Charlotte being the one to beat her, right. but it shouldn't have been then. It should have been, in, in, a, in a perfect world, what you would have had was um, a flip where Asuka wins the title, and at some point Asuka turns heel and Charlotte starts chasing. That, to right. me, in my mind. And that's when you're finally going to be able to to end that streak and put the title back on Charlotte. But that that's my, that was my opinion. No, and I, I mean, Oscar's one of my favorite wrestlers too. So I definitely, I wanted her to, I want, I personally, as a fan, I wanted her to, I wanted to see her win the title. Oscar's uh, one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> Actually, that, I love Oscar, to be, to be honest. He's, that that joke hit me in like three different layers. <laughs> it just that was a three l- different layer joke. Because uh, you said Oscar, I went, "Who's Oscar?" I went, "Oh, Oscar." And then I went, ah, "Oscar, all right." <laughs> Fuck, well done, Chernoff. Fuck. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I, I really appreciate I tipped that. The, I tipped the hat I'm not wearing. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely would. I definitely would have loved to seen her win the title at, you know, against you know Charlotte Flair. But given you, you see everything that's. Ha- Charlotte Flair's done. She didn't lose to a sap. You know, she didn't lose sure. to, like, there's, like, no shame in losing to Charlotte Flair, right? Uh, that said, I wish she, I wish she would have okay. as a fan, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But um, Do you think she's been built back up well? Dude, she's one of the most, remember, like, she's one of the most colorful characters they have. Yeah. And she, you know, people still chant Asuka's going to kill you. You know, she's still very unpredictable. And if I could say, if I could do a little humble brag, she dressed as the BWO on the <laughs> WWE website when they had WWE wrestlers as ECW characters, yes. you know, with Big E and <laughs> Joel Gertner. Asuka was the BWO. So I have a little bit of favoritism, you know. She, and I think- Miss, Mrs. Meany absolutely loves Asuka. You know, so um, I think had it been a year ago, I think maybe my answer to that would have been no, they hadn't built her up well. But I think now, yeah, I think when they started doing, when she changed up her makeup and she started doing like this, like where she just lose it and yeah, um, speak Japanese and just scream and all that stuff. It really, she became a, a, a new character, you know, and, and I think she's gotten all of her, her steam back. With the elimination chamber, I mean, I mean, she didn't win it, but she stole the show. I mean, the whole time she was in the pod, yeah, she's yelling and screaming <laughs> and come on, that stuff, that stuff's memorable. I mean, yeah. wins and lose, uh, wins and losses are one thing, but can you be memorable? Can people, you know, I've lost more matches than I've won. I know that, but I still have people coming up to me telling me about moments and memories it really is about the moments if you can create moments and memories nobody's gonna remember who won who lost 
You know, yeah. there's you know matches I've lost where the the you know my opponent scoots out, celebrates, and as I'm standing up, I get that little you know acknowledgement from the crowd that hey, at least you did well. Yeah. You know, that I mean, means like, more than a, a win or a loss. You know, because people yeah. could be like, all right, get out of the ring, one next match, please, <laughs> get the hell out of there. But you know, you get that little you know that, that uh, acknowledgement like a golf clap. You know, hey, yeah. meanie, you did good, meanie. You know, that means more than a win or a loss because, you know, I at least did something to stand out and get noticed, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not the, I'm not Mr. Olympia over here with the physique, you know, and um, I've never cut the Ric Flair promo. You're no Scott Putsky. No, I'm no Scott Putsky. <laughs> uh, but who is? <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so... Uh, it's or, a, yeah. who, who is? Oh man! I was but, gonna say uh, who is are the first two of the three words who is he that are said after every time somebody says Scott Putsky. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've grown I've grown to hate Scott Putsky based purely on your story. I had no feeling towards him whatsoever. Like good, bad, indifferent. I had. As, if there's a way to feel absolutely nothing towards another human being, that's how I felt towards Scott Putsky <laughs> until you told me the story. And now I just, I don't like him cause that's not cool. Dude. He just totally went over and grabbed my fucking stomach with one hand, one of his hands and shook it like Leon's getting larger, you know, and keep eating those cheeseburgers, pal. I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, I think what we were talking about was wins and losses that they don't like, for yeah, instance, win. for instance, like Ray Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Like, I don't care who wins or who loses as long as somebody gets their eyeball ripped out. You know? <laughs> right. It's about the it's, moments. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's the thing. You know, I'd rather give people moments that they, they'll talk about down the line and stuff like that. I had people tell me about stuff I've totally forgotten about. Just like on this podcast, there's yeah. plenty of things. It's, I, it's people when they tweet and they tweet. At you on on a Monday afternoon about what we just talked about on the show, yeah, and that's that's awesome, you know. Being remembered is is just as important, you know. So, yeah, uh, did they build her back up? I think so. I mean, it took a little bit, but here we are, and she's the champion. She's been, cha- you know, singles champion, tag champion, you know, and she's one of the most she's one of the most charismatic, colorful characters. Yeah, you know. She's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, yeah she's very I, entertaining I, to watch. Yeah, she, I, I, she's she's the one that you know you leave the the TV. She's not a channel changer. You know no. she doesn't have that. You where you uh, let me see what's on the other channel. When she comes to the ring, she commands attention. Uh, whether it's her dance or her makeup or just screaming, yep, it's stuff that you don't even understand what she's saying, but you're entertained. And she's uh, she's entertaining and uh, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and a member of the BWO. Unofficial or official? How's that work? I'll make her official. All right. I mean, Got yeah. I, you know, you know, so you know, anybody shows me love, they got you know they they, they got my un, undying support. So can I be can <laughs> I be an official member of the BWO? Did oh you make God. me one already? Absol- absolutely. <laughs> you you can be our ben- benefactor. Uh, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> you could be you could be our uh, Eric. I have terrible news for you then. Um, <laughs> um, 
You could Man. be, or we could be the throwback to ECW. We're doing, um, Lance Wright was doing, uh, Hype Central. Mm-hmm. And BWO took <laughs> over. Or, or no, uh, it wasn't Lance Wright. Uh, Joel Gertner was doing Hype Central at the time. And we did the uh, run in where, you know, we're just going, bam, bam, and we, you know, <laughs> BW overtakes over Hype Central with Joel Gertner, and we go, you can be our bish. And, uh, <laughs> which led to Gertner having a whole, your bish. You want me to be your bish. And like, <laughs> not dish, bish. And all this other goofy stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you, that brought back a memory. So yeah, you could be our bish. All right, that's that's fair. I'm uh, yes. the BWO's bish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, well, cool, man. Well, yeah, thank you everybody for sending those in. Ask Meanie, uh, hashtag Ask Meanie. And listen, uh, we put out a tweet usually once a week, just asking for that. But feel free at any point in time to uh, to send that on over with a hashtag Ask Meanie. Even if we didn't get to it on time, yeah, we'll get it to it next week because there's been times where like it just made you missed the deadline and we taped the show but we carried it we it carries over it yep. doesn't die the question will get asked uh will get answered asked and answered so and, ask and away. if it's been a few weeks and you're like i don't think there's ever going to be answered ask it again we we don't mind <laughs> that's why ask it again it'll be right well, up at the top like i said i don't sometimes i don't remember more than likely i won't remember what we talked about on the show so uh, remind us, <laughs> give us yep. a little nudge, give us the Iggy. So yeah, yeah. ask again, please. Um, I'm waiting until there's a time when someone's just going to be like, you know, you already asked him that question. And cause I'm just reading from a list here and I'm going to have no idea. I'm waiting for the day where somebody goes, remember when you talked about that thing and they just make it up and we go, oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. And we had no yeah, idea. We, we should make a shirt of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, shit, we're giving people ideas too, oh, so we should probably—I probably should just uh, rewind yeah. and uh, delete that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, ask. I was away. waiting ask for away. your rewind button. Oh, there, go. there we so, go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying not to bastardize this. Bastardize this thing. I but, know, uh, but hey, Road it's Caster my toy. Pro. It's my new Love toy. It. I want to play with it. Yep. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe it's time that you go play with your toy, and we. Uh, and we, we call it an episode for Mind of the Meanie. What do you think? It's definitely been a fun episode. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. Uh, please uh, help spread the word. Help, uh, you know, let other people know about it. Uh, please uh, spread the word. Go to our, if you haven't yet, go into our YouTube page. Go to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Hit, you know, subscribe, like. And uh, share our videos. That way we can get the word out and uh, make this thing a little bit bigger so we can eventually go into a live show once the uh, the world heals itself. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you. I mean, it's it's humbling. It's very humbling. So thank you all for being here. Uh, me and Josh greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Mind of the Media Cross all platforms while you're at it follow us as individuals as well meanie can be found on twitter instagram and facebook at blue meanie bwo i'm at so says Chernoff on twitter instagram and facebook as well uh, don't forget to visit mind of the for all of our great shirts that'll take you right over to pro slash mind of the meanie although we're hoping to get maybe mind of the to be something else sometime soon uh, we're starting to work on that um 
of course, go to personallytees.com slash bluemeanie and personallytees.com slash so says Chernoff. Collar and elbow brand.com promo code meanie. Man, how many of these things do we have? Make sure that you go to Cameo. Check out uh, Cameo. Blue Meanie's on there. What's Where can they find you on Cameo? Just like all my other forms of uh, social media, go to Cameo.com slash BlueMeanieBWO, and I will well wish you on just about anything, uh, birthdays, anniversaries, or just advertise your business. Or, you know, if somebody's feeling down, just I'll send me their way, and I'll make them feel better. So uh, go over to Cameo.com slash BWO and I will uh, say hello. And also, hey, we want to uh, thank our sponsors this week. Go visit them at uh, theheelcomicbook.com. Uh, Meanie, that's that's just about it for the Blue Meanie. I'm Josh Chernoff. Join us next Monday for another trip into the mind of the Meanie. Blue, 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 blue world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 